0: Ladies and gentlemen, the prosecution is not going to get that man today, no, because I'm going to get him!
1: did you hear about this at Cromwell high school in connecticut a 15 year old boy with a mustache recently recently crushed female competitors on track and field to the great dismay of the girls who spent many of days training so hard you know this is what you get when you get the progressives the uh progressive mental uh morons involved in this uh uh Stuff that's called, uh, let uh, you know, gender identity. It, 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 the boy, you see, he calls himself a girl. That's his self-proclaimed gender identity in all sphere in the bizarre universe of modern day LGBTQ liberalism. This is a report from Paul Kinger, K E N G O R. The latest absurd manifestations of transgenderism. The, uh, it's from Crisis Magazine. But think about that. You can think about that. It's, it's a girl's, it's a female competitor's, uh, a female competition, in track and field. And you've got a 15 year old boy who considers himself a girl. And of course he can, uh, you know, he can, he can, <laughs> he can run. Uh, yeah, now you know, it's African American, of course, right? That's like the, um, the I, UFC I know, fight. Where? Wait, hang on. Wait. Wait a second. Before you before you come on here, it's African. He's African American, of course, right? The reason I said it that way is it's an additional minority status. Okay, not because of race, but because of the of the minority status. So don't send me emails about the about what I just said. It's it's gender identity. And of course, adhering to this, this even greater minority
2: status. Okay. So, so how I'm much sorry. victimhood status can be stacked on top of other victimhood status? There you go. Statuses, there right? you go. The land of the victim. That's what we've turned into. And, and we see this in multiple sports. There's a Canadian, uh, man who transitioned to a woman and entered a weightlifting competition, smashing all records, uh, with, with the weightlifting competition. There was a, a more popular type situation where a fighter, who was a male? Also transitioned to a female. Uh, however, that worked. Wait,
1: a fighter that a, was a, a male. UFC
2: fighter who was a male. Transitioned to a, a female. To a female, hey, and, then, and then fought. And then fought the females. Devoured them. Okay, all right. Surprisingly, so, 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 devoured them. Were were look. And the, and the opponents. One of the opponents said, uh, "I've never fought somebody so strong." And and, uh, and I going to say, Joe.
1: Um, coming into the program tonight, people might say, well, out of all the things that are going on, why that? Because this, to me, shows that when we have societal devolution like this, uh, when, when our society devolves in matters like this, we, uh, have we passed that point of no return of hope uh, because of
2: yeah you know, yes for some people yeah
1: yeah i do believe that and when we look at the morality the spirituality of this country we've got a bunch of spiritual bankrupt people we've got a bunch of morally bankrupt people uh ethically bankrupt people you've got you've got congressmen jumping over uh republican congressmen no less jumping over uh subway tracks in order to get away from the scrum of media why because uh you know he, he they're being he in this case is being a wuss he He's afraid to talk to the media. Man up. Man up. You're a congressman for the love of Pete. Man up. Act like a congressman and stand up. You're afraid to talk to, to reporters? Is our, Okay, so let me tell you. If I was a, or a senator and you're afraid to talk to reporters, that tells me that you're either compromised or you're castrated through being compromised. Uh, or you never had any guts to begin with, or, or you're being mad it somehow. Yeah, exactly.
2: It, it, to, to me, this is absolutely ridiculous. And let me tell you, the, let me, the transgender issue is relevant even in the news today. On Newsbusters, there's a story. Texas bathroom battle is fight between GOP moderates and far right, according to CBS. On Tuesday, the fight over a bathroom bill in Texas is said to be a battle between moderates and the far right, before labeling conservatives as fringy types, morning reporter, uh, David Begnud hyped, You got one estimate that says Texas could lose five and a half billion dollars if these bathroom bills become the law, because they
1: refuse to to calling buy Coach in. Dave Dobmar, Calling Coach Dave Dombair.
2: And the, the reporter goes on to say that this is a battle between the regular people and the intolerant far right. Okay. Well, well count me as an intolerant far right. Count me there. Put yeah. me right there. It, but, it's, but the but word intolerance, intolerance. We t- we talk about that a lot. Yeah, um, if we look at it through a, a perspective of Christianity in the Bible, if we don't have right versus wrong, if those lines are blurred morally in this country, where does that leave uh, the faith, not only of Christianity but other faiths? You have to have discernment. You have to have a right and a wrong. So, so I think you know when we talk about intolerance, some intolerance is good. No, I, I think intolerance it's, is great. intolerance to, In to sing, intolerance, intolerance yes, to yes. immorality to, yes. to to crime. I mean, there's a number of things you cannot tolerate, regardless Man. of what idiot tolerance makes to what the, the, the argument. Tolerate, Joe.
1: I think tolerance is what got us here. I really do. Tolerance of of the, the very things you're talking about. By the way, Joe, um, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm really hyped up on on vitamin B from Healthmasters.com. Healthmasters.com. That and purple sticks uh healthmasters dot com. The reason I mentioned healthmasters dot com, folks, I am so excited about this. Ted Brower posted an
2: article at the HagmanReport.com. Yeah, folks, go to HagmanReport.com. There's a number of authors. Yes, uh, Peter Choka posted a, uh, another Peter. Article. Uh Stephen Menkin posted, posted his uh, amateur society podcast. Ted Brower ah. posted his Your Multivitamin poisoning you. Three things to look for. So we're we're getting a a, a nice variety. Of posters, uh, with original content.
1: Absolutely. And, um uh, yeah. And I, so, so thank you, Stephen Making. Thank you, Ted Brower. Thank you, John Robertson, for putting up, the, uh, putting up and setting up tonight's program, uh, Medical Communism. John Rappaport is going to be joining us here at the bottom of the first hour. And of course, uh, Stan Deo, as we close out the show in the third hour, uh, Joe, you put up some articles as well. Uh, just real briefly a few announcements here housekeeping you notice we came in hot didn't even say you're listening to the Hagman report if you are listening to the Hagman if you're listening to us we hopefully you know that uh next week we're gonna be starting i'll be starting my morning show at nine to ten and uh it's gonna be available on the only place really to be that's the global star radio network it's the greatest radio network in,
2: on the planet and uh, yeah if you go to Hagman thank Report. thank you Todd for everything while you're there there's a, a- Ticker, it's a countdown. Yeah. Right now it says five days, 13 hours. Well, right above that is the uh, and, the, the two shows. And, and it, yeah, wait, a second show, what is this? Has there been a coup? What is this? The second show, Joe. John it? and I will yeah. be doing a daily show from 2 to 3 p.m. each and every day, one hour, as you're going to be doing yours, uh, I believe, at 9. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be different, I think, than a lot of the shows. We, yeah, um, yeah. And and, and in this news content driven, uh, political world we live in, we're not gonna try to, you know, just hammer away at the political world each and every day we do a show. It's gonna be different than that. So I'm excited. I've been, I got a lot of ideas and a lot of things I wanna try out and I, I wish, like I said yesterday, I wish we could have started the shows this week as I'm ready to go. Well. We were we we
1: had this originally scheduled for June, but uh, I'm not going to say who John Robertson. I'm not going to say who John Robertson. I'm not going to say, say who John Robertson screwed everything up. Uh, messed it all up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, John's driving the truck right now, so somewhere in the in the in the hills of the West Coast, and uh so he's listening to this. I'm sure. I think he's heading for the nearest bridge abutment right now. Anyway, uh, no, here's, in all seriousness, uh, folks, well, here's what we want to do. Um, you have supported us. You have given us financial support. You have given us word of mouth support. You have given us prayer support. You have given us so much. We are expanding to the point where we need more time and we need more. And we have we have the volunteers, we have the people, uh, not just volunteer investigators, but we have people that are actually working cases for us. And about that, please go to homelandsecurityus.com if you haven't done so already. If, if this is the first time in a couple of days you're tuning into the show, please go to homelandsecurityus.com and click on the uh, link there, or just go to uh, at Hagman PI at my uh, Twitter feed, which is which links to that story. The, uh, there are a couple of photographs. There's an active investigation taking place. Um, this is Russ Dizdar's investigation primarily. Um, we're just giving some support to this uh, to his investigation. Take a look at the, there. There's two very troubling images of a young boy in what appears to be a large dog cage i'm going to tell you flat out okay they're disturbing pictures but uh we are looking for someone to identify these photographs now if you have personal knowledge of the photographs we are withholding information about what we know because we need to of course vet the the information we get so if you know anything about them after you look at them please send an email to studio at hagman and com. this is an active investigation i can't get into much more beyond that um except to say we are looking for the help of other people, and we've reached out to many, many others as well. And people like Liz Crokin, people like the Honeybee, uh people uh, like Angela Warren. Uh, if you're not following them on Twitter, by the way, you should be. They are really uh, making a difference in this pedophilia. And let me tell you something. Those people who don't believe that there will be perp walks eventually, uh, and, and I'm looking for this. I, I don't I don't see perp walks of, of the real huge names coming anytime soon, but I do see the implication. I think Jimmy Saville, Saville, whatever, from the U.K. At the very least, I can see many people ending up that way here in the United States. We hope to get them sooner, but I'm going to tell you right now, we are on the trail of these people. And Craig Sawyer as well. We are on the trail of these people. We, we do more than talk. We, uh, there's also action involved. We are a multi-state licensed investigative agency. And, uh, we have the assets, investigative assets and operational assets, in fact, to conduct investigations to save people. And, uh, um and Russ Dizdar has got the experience dealing with law enforcement, federal, state, and local. And, of course, his spiritual experience as a pastor as well. So having said all of that, appreciate your support we are <clears throat> we're doing the best we can in this battle and we hope to uh we, we hope to really blow this out Joe, let me ask you a question because i i didn't uh i i'm not sure uh i didn't talk to him much before the, the show and i apologize did you happen to see the interview with o- owen schroer and uh elizabeth beck from the law firm
2: that's, you know, I started with like a 14-minute video. I started to watch that, and then I got sidetracked, and I paused it after about a minute 10. Is this about the the Democratic Party? Yes. Um, yeah, I did read about it a little bit somewhere else. Well, so exactly. I, had a, I have an understanding of what's going on. Wow, today. wow. Well, you know, why isn't this on the, the front page of Drake?
1: Exactly. And,
2: and folks, um, and,
1: and I have to say, InfoWars, Owen Schreier did a fantastic job in this. This interview, And I, I really think after watching the entire interview, and I have to go back and watch it again, I took some notes, and I also have been in contact with some people. We're going to have the Becks on. We will have the Becks on, uh, Jared and Elizabeth Beck, the attorneys. The connections that are made with the uh, uh, organ harvesting, the rat lines, uh, the Seth Rich case, the DNC, the Clinton Foundation, all of these uh Even Dick Cheney was mentioned. Cheney, Bush, yes. uh, I would urge everyone again. I I don't have the the only place I linked to it was again on my personal Twitter feed.
2: I'll I'll post it in our chat. The title is "Bombshell Attorney Links Clinton Foundation, um, Clinton Foundation to Mayo Clinic." Peter Smith. I'll post this link in in the chat, folks. Bookmark this and check this interview out later. It's 16 minutes long.
1: I, we again John, uh, I know you're listening and thank you for for driving and listening Thank you for all you're doing I was just uh, really teasing you about the about the show but um, certainly we need to get the we need to firm up the uh, appearance of, of uh, Jared and Elizabeth Beck as soon as possible but Joe I, I had uh, spoken to another source, Earlier today, and I didn't again. I didn't have a chance to really talk to you about this, but connecting some dots that have been connected or should be connected with uh, Seth Rich with the, the with the Rich homicide or alleged homicide as well. All of this is really coming together very quickly at breakneck speed. I, I really think so. I think people need to be paying attention to this.
0: Well, okay. yeah,
2: I mean, and um, one thing back to the the Owen, Owen Troyer interview. Uh, there was a lot. I mean, there's. As I said, I've, I've read most of what it is about this video, but there's a lot of info in here. And
1: she just, I, she
2: just dumped, man. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to it. I started listening to it, but I, I read more about it than ended up listening to it. But if we had more people like this who were willing to come out and talk, think of how fast this criminal political cabal could be brought to its knees. Indeed. With just you know 10 people from key positions of power who are willing to forego that power to do the right thing
1: and and this is something
2: that that we are getting
1: sick and tired of all right Uh, I I speaking for myself I'm getting sick and tired of the people who say well I'll give you the information but I really don't want to use my name or I really don't want to come on the air or I really don't want to have my name associated with the information I give you my response of late to these people now there are a couple of exceptions and I'll tell you what my cutoff line is here in a second, but I believe people need to step up and say, I've witnessed this criminality, I'm ready to testify. Now, in front of, under oath, in front of Congress and what have you, the, the, what I've been hearing, especially from the high, I've got two really good sources uh Within one within DHS, one within the Department of Justice, and I've got uh, two really great sources. What they have said, both separately, individually, is that we can't testify to anybody because the Congress, the the Senate, the intelligence committees, they're all compromised themselves. Just think back of the Benghazi hearings. so think back of the hearings with respect to the the server. What was done about that? Was there any? were there any sanctions that were no it was all it was all just a bunch of churning and everything was just left there was there was nothing done so congress has been neutered these these committees have been neutered uh from within and the awan brothers for example uh, who um who were infiltrated the it in in democratic uh caucus in congress or democratic uh, congressional uh, uh staff the uh Various sensitive, the th- three very critical committees, they have siphoned off a lot of intelligence, and I do believe that uh, that that the blackmail, the and everything else, this is all part of it. But but I, I think we have been left with a hundred eunuchs in the Senate, and four hundred and thirty-five uh, eunuchs, and well, eunuchs being used, uh, of course, as a metaphor. For spineless people in in the Congress.
2: But uh, it's sad. It really is sad. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And and just a quick side note I see a a few people are saying the audio is low. Um, Eric is not in today. Yeah, which is why we're not on video. Something from food or otherwise, but I will try to find out if I can adjust the volume because I know when certain guests come on, Sometimes it's really loud, so we ask Eric to turn it down, and then sometimes it's real low, so he turns it up. It must have been, uh, he must have had good volume, whoever the last guest was last night, uh, Chris Buzzkirk.
0: Yes, and, and by because the way, it, it, the it way. is a
2: little low. I can, I, in my ear, I can, I hear it low, so. All right. I'll see if I can fix it. Oh boy, it he's gonna be turning knobs, touching buttons. Here we go. Watch out. Not without instruction from Eric. Alright.
1: Yeah, Eric apparently has the stomach flu. uh Which I, I just I said, man, not only stay away from here, but uh you know, put a put a tent around your house because I just
2: don't we don't want any of that here. I asked him, and he said he thinks it's food poisoning. Because I asked him if I should disinfect the uh, the knobs the and bat, buttons, the bat seat here before I started anything, and he said it, he believes it was food poisoning. From so what? he must have had he interrupt- here. Yeah. Uh, I think I know what did it. I wasn't here, but I think I know what did it. Uh, yeah. you can, Folks, you can't hear that, can you?
1: Because I don't want to get sued. All right. Uh, f- f- you know, from that company. All right. All right. Wow. Well, we, while we are, while Joe is actually... uh, uh just, just waiting while, to respond somehow, which part? Right. is the press. All right yeah hopefully he'll be back tomorrow if that's the case then that's better than than you know a virus i suppose if, if you have to choose between the two but <clears throat> excuse me I look the uh, we need to repeal not replace just simply repeal Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act that needs to be repealed Paul Ryan has to go by the way folks if you go to our um YouTube page and, and Two, two things. to reg- or, yeah. First of all, notice the fact that we have segmented, we are segmenting the videos. So each interview is a stand-alone video. So you can share that with your friends and family. For example, tonight, John Rappaport's is going to be on for an hour. Stan Dale is going to be on for an hour. Some people don't want to share Stan's stuff and want to share John's stuff. Some people don't want to share John's and you know, vice versa, whatever. So now you can... And we've been doing this now for about a month or, or a little bit longer. <laughs> Three so months. yeah, whatever. So go ahead and, and, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. But here's what I've noticed. <clears throat> I've noticed that we have been, and I got a couple of emails yesterday after I said this, people have been unwillingly unsubscribed for from, from our channel. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you think you're subscribed, you may not be. So subscribe because that, elevates our visibility with YouTube, with the YouTube community, with the viewers, and, and, and elsewhere. But it's also sending a message out, uh, especially to, to the powers, the, I don't know if you would call them bots, but uh, that, that we know how to work the system as well as they do. Uh, so subscribe to our YouTube channel, please, if you haven't done so already. Even if you don't use our YouTube channel, subscribe nonetheless. Even if you don't subscribe to social networking, uh, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. P- please do all of that. Um, it's important, uh, really, for the uh, the numbers and the, the visibility, and, and it's it's just important to do that. Also, Paul Ryan. Now, Joe, we had a guest on last week, and this, you folks, you can you can find this in our official Hagman and Hagman um, YouTube. Thank you. We had a guest on last week who will be facing Paul Ryan, facing off against Paul Ryan. And I, I'm I've got to say, Paul Ryan right now is I truly believe vulnerable. And needs to go. He needs to go. Go to our YouTube channel. Check out that video. Alright. Check out the video that, that we have. Paul Nealon is running against Paul Ryan. Um, we have to make sure he gets in. Paul
2: Nealon?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We had him
1: on last week. No, I remember. Paul almost had a name flipped around. Yeah, Paul Nealon, the man taking on Paul Ryan and the globalists. In fact, it was posted on July 11th. It was a week ago today. Posted. And have a listen to that. He's got some good solutions. He is a, a conservative Christian, Christian conservative. The interview is under an hour, commercial-free, You've got to take a look at it, folks. You've got to, you got to spread it around. We've got to make sure Paul Nealon gets in and that Paul Ryan gets out. And, um, uh, Paul Nealon's got a couple of, uh, well, Paul's website and then unseat globalist rhino Paul Ryan. Of course, he's, he's got a website that does that. It's in the program description of that. And also don't forget. The fact that we are partnered up with WND Superstore. Folks, anything, anything you order from WND Superstore, use promo code Hagman. that helps us out. It helps us out. They're great people. I've got to tell you, WND, it's a, it, we are, we are fighting the globalists together. And this is what I'm talking about as well. And then I'm going to turn it over to you, Joe, but. But you know, with Infowars, Infowars, Alex Jones and, and his staff doing a fantastic job, just a great job, fighting the globalists, teaming up with Infowars to the extent that uh, we're sharing, we're, we're, we're cross pollinating. I've been I've been a guest on 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 with Alex Jones. He's going to be coming on our show. Uh, at people like Rick Wilds at True News, uh, and of course. WND Superstore, World Net Daily. Their their writers are some of the best writers in, in on the planet. So WND Superstore. Promo code Hagman. And speaking some of the, about some of the best writers on the planet, American Thinker too. Peter Chalka. My goodness. You talk about a uh, a man who understands where we are with respect to healthcare. Go back and listen to his interview last week. I happened to do that earlier. I was I actually uh, I, I, I said enough. I said enough. And I left the office and I took, I took Lady for a walk. Lady the Studio Dog. So I listened to the interview with Peter Chalka. And, uh, learned a whole bunch all over again. So anyway. So go to HagmanReport.com. Or I'm sorry, the official Hagman Report on, on YouTube. Team K9. And,
2: uh, subscribe. So. Yeah, we actually uh um, you mentioned on i know we're coming up against the breaker you mentioned John um, Rapport's going to be with us by the way how you know people to check their subscription status we got a, a few emails of people who thought they were still subscribed yet they uh, checked and it, they the box wasn't checked i watched 50 so we got a few emails uh, i watched 50 go so feedback it,
1: it, yeah yeah i watched 50 uh i what i do is i refreshed and 50 uh uh i'm sorry there were plays not not uh not uh, subscriptions. Fifty plays be wiped out, and the same thing with the social networking. The numbers are they're being played with
2: as well. Joe, we are up against the break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by John Rapaport, and we're going to be talking about uh, medical tyranny, medical communism. So don't go anywhere. He'll be with us from seven thirty to eight thirty, and it's going to be a great interview. Stay tuned.
3: Visit HagmarReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned.
4: We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. <laughs> T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. Kirkus Reviews states readers of end times fiction will be hard pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast paced. Blue Wink Reviews only states fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book one Precipice, book two Pentecost, and book three (laughs) Penance.
1: Back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for your belief and your trust in us. You know, a man that needs really virtually no inter- virtually no introduction is John Rappaport, No more fake news. He's one of my favorite people. Just, I, I, you know, I could sit down. Joe and I were talking about this, and we could sit down and just have a discussion with John. He is so knowledgeable. He is really the uh, uh, the godfather. I believe it, 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 maybe in. Boy, don't take this out of context, anyone. But the, the Godfather of the the true alternative media, the true new media, the, the truth media. Um, he was there long before anyone else was telling people what the truth was. Um, you know, in the ranks of people uh, like Steve Quayle and, and uh, others uh, who, well, you know who they are. Before we get to John. I just want to make a, make a mention of this, and perhaps we can even talk about this with John. Uh, somebody had sent me an email, because note, noting the medical communism um, title to our program, John Rappaport, Medical Communism, and, of course, we're talking about the healthcare and such. I, I, I just have a real problem with this, and I got a couple of emails from one from a disabled vet who's, who was blown up in Iraq, all right? This is in 2007. And then another uh, a person who um, I'm just not going to give any details on, and saying, you know what? Because of this quote war on drugs and this opio opioid, opioid op- epidemic, I can't pronounce that without getting angry. Uh, they they have been their uh, medication has been cut way way back, and they are being made to feel like. Uh, like, uh, druggies. Well, you know, my wife had surgery, emergency surgery, three o'clock in the morning on May 31st. Uh, um, terrible pain, 60 staples. Um, just a horrible, you know, uh, situation. And I went to the uh, doctor's appointment with her, the last one. And the, the doctor that was there uh, who removed the remaining staples? Uh, she, you know, my wife said, "Look, I, you know, man, I, you know, I just, I, I've got pain, and uh, basically, I, you know, do you think I could get just one more refill?" She only had one ref or one prescription of, of pain medication. One more refill of the pain medication, and the the doctor, she said, "No, nah, you know, we really, you could take Tylenol," and I, I want to tell you something. Okay, I was there in the chair, and Security almost was called because I, I, I went after this doctor and I said, let me tell you something. All right. Look at us. Look at my wife. Look at the, look at the incision. Look, we have lived our entire lives. We are not drug addicts. We don't take heroin. We don't, we're, we're not out there, you know, buying on the street. Uh, she wants something to alleviate the pain uh very simply other than advil or tylenol and how dare you deny her that how dare you deny her that one the of you given it to her well, well yes they did they, actually rare. they did because they saw the look in my eyes okay but, he, but here's my problem with with this I, I i totally agree that there is a problem there's an epidemic but I believe it's of our own making and i but I believe that the real that, that the real victims here when you look at the numbers the real victims are not are, are not the people suffering uh from addiction problems although i i I understand that I don't want to be non empathetic the real victims are the people like that man who was blown up in Iraq. And let me tell you something he he, he, he they they did, they did not think he was going to live all right and i i speak to him quite frequently and and he said every time i go to the doctor it's uh there's no there's nothing subjective about his complaints but the doctors are afraid to prescribe him anything anything to, to alleviate his pain or they they're very very circumspect now i look personally i don't care I don't care but when I see people in pain and there's a remedy for that pain to me it's a sin not to be given uh it would be like uh, going to the dentist and there's novocaine there there's gas there and the dentist saying, well you really don't need it yeah you just don't need it okay what have we come to well, so if um I don't know I think maybe I might have been complaining about the same thing with John rappaport when the last time but I just have a real problem with that and and that the doctors or not doctors but bureaucrats saying well you know we'd really don't want to give cancer children with cancer uh terminal cancer these these drugs because they could get addicted to it are you serious are you kidding me so anyway I so that I, I just want to acknowledge and thank you uh, Steve, for your service, who sent me the email,
2: and that's just one small uh, but it, issue in a whole broader issue of medical is. problems in this country. It is, but 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 it's a big one. It, it's, it's growing.
1: Yeah. And, and look, uh, I, I know, and Joe, I know, you know, many people who have died with needles in their arms. I, th- I think that yep. is just absolutely insane. Um, I, I, I look. I don't know what to do about it. I, I don't know what to do about it. But all I know is there are good people out there who are now uh, looked upon as drug addicts because of the doctors, because of the, the, the way that people have come down so hard on, on the doctors, and I think the numbers do not bear out. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, hey, look, I could be wrong. I really haven't gotten really deep into the numbers. And I, get the, I get the number of prescriptions. I get all that, but in terms of the actual overdose, the statistics of ODs and stuff, I I, I haven't really looked into that. But the bottom line is this. If you have cancer, uh, I've got a good friend, uh, well, Joe, Loretta, and and, and please, folks, uh, please pray for a woman by the name of Loretta. She's a good family friend, been a family friend for the last 50 years, all of Joe's life. Um, she's like a, a extra grandparent. Yeah, and she, she's, uh, she's only got hours to live. Uh, we're dealing with that, and uh, Randy, her son, has had seven heart attacks, He's also dealing with a wife with cancer at the same time. Also our friend Larry up in Buffalo. And Larry, that's right, Larry Infidel Fidel 007 uh, is is in a coma. So we, all around us we have people who are suffering. I, I don't want to take any more time from John Rappaport, No More Fake News. John, thanks so much for your patience, and come on in, brother.
6: It's good to be here, yeah. You know, I had this happen to me once uh, many years ago on a very much smaller scale, uh, my problem at the time. And, uh, I was in a doctor's office and, uh, I had just moved. So he didn't know me from Adam. And I said, you know, I had a prescription for a painkiller and I just want more. I just want another prescription. And, uh, he said, wait a minute. And he went out of the room. I sat there for five minutes. He comes back in. And he ben, I'm sitting there and he bends down over me and he says something like, so how long have you been on this stuff? I said, what? He said, you know, you don't know what I'm talking about. No. I, said, huh. I said, no, I don't. I said, I don't, I don't do any drugs at all. I just, you know, the same story. I just need this right now. That's all. And we went back and forth and back and forth. And finally, you know, he reluctantly wrote a prescription. So, you know, what's happening here, and it's typical bureaucracy when it gets big enough, is they always make the wrong decisions. They always do exactly the opposite of what they should be doing, just like you said. The people who really need it don't get it. And then, because there are unscrupulous people, some of whom are doctors, like I described the last time we talked, who have now been prosecuted for writing, you know, they have a prescription mill on uh, opioids, the addicts are getting the drugs, and the medical patients are not. I mean, it's just completely insane. It's just gone off the rails totally but, you
1: know i agree with john i agree that, that there are some doctors out there that that run these script mills and make money and 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 they need to be jailed um but you know in your case or, well in our in our case we have no, we've had the same doctor by the way for 25 28 years we've never gone to another doctor never doctor shop you know they know us um personally yeah, i don't know yeah it's yeah, well, the wow.
6: pressure is, you know, they're feeling the pressure. They're afraid, even the doctors who are trying to do the right thing, because the pressure is coming down from law enforcement. It's coming down from uh federal agencies, uh, you know, so-called public health agencies. They're getting all kinds of warnings, and so... This is what I mean. I mean, the bureaucracy gets totally out of hand, so even doctors who are trying to do the right thing get scared to write a prescription for somebody that obviously has to have a painkiller. And your analogy of the dentist is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it would be like you walk in there, we're, we're going to do two root canals today, but I don't think you really need any kind of, uh, you know, Novocaine or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's... it's it's completely, uh, you know, crazy. I'd
1: be, I'd be confessing to the JFK assassination at that point. You
2: know, <laughs>
6: well, you know on the other side of the argument,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the people that screw it up for all the, the people who do need it are the, the abusers, as you talked about, both, uh, you know, and doctors, too, uh, as you said there. There was just recently a doctor, I believe it was out of Philly, who got busted, um, you know, receiving gifts and, and money, over $2 million in a year's time to, to write prescriptions. And there's doctor cases like that in just about every city in the country. And then they had this whole... I just read a story today about a 10-year-old boy who, this fentanyl and the uh, micro doses of fentanyl that got a few officers sick a few weeks ago from just contact on their skin. A boy overdosed, and the family doesn't know where the contact came from. But there's a a whole big issue of China shipping over Uh, all all kinds uh, of of, uh, these super-concentrated drugs that are killing people that they're lacing other drugs with. That is a big push behind this, and overdoses are on the increase, and people are getting weary with, uh-huh. um,
1: yeah. with
2: well, the situation. Well, 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 John Rapaport,
1: uh, we we apologize, we certainly didn't want to drag you into that. No, 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 there's
6: no but, apology uh, necessary. These are tragic situations.
1: Well, yeah, uh, they are indeed, and and um, but 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 you know what? The entire healthcare system in this country is sick. Um, The system itself is 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 in need of an overhaul. Um, Where do you want to start with with this? Um, What's on your heart uh, to to talk about? Because you always have—you're always so right on the money and and so timely with your conversations. So there or elsewhere, it's up to you.
6: Where Mm -hmm. we start? Okay, so let's take this issue of medical communism. Uh, You know, what does that mean? Well, what that means is that in one way or another, and this has been going on for, you know, 50 years or more, certain people in government with power have been pushing and pushing along with pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies and whatever (laughs) to install a government-run plan for everybody, medical care, health care that everybody would be under this umbrella. And people who can afford medical care would be saddled with paying for people who can't afford it and in some cases don't really need it. It's just one of these crazy attempts to build a system where the choices that you have are limited it doesn't matter whether it's the GOP or the Democrats or whatever the so-called liberal wings of both parties who are really socialists communists, whatever, you know, in that ballpark they just simply want to impose a system on all the people because it's a matter of control And they don't care what they force people to spend, how crazy the system works, which we've seen with Obamacare, how incompetent the government is, what the government is willing to cover and isn't willing to cover. I warned people a long time ago when the debate started about Obamacare I said, one of the things that's going to happen is the government is eventually going to make a a comprehensive list of all diseases and so-called disorders, the whole nine yards. And they're going to say, these are the treatments that are permitted and these are the treatments that aren't. And when you get into the system, this is what you're going to have to do. And then you'll be stuck. You won't be able to get out. And if you try to get out you'll be punished. That's where this is all heading. So like what we're seeing uh, with the Charlie Guard case? Oh sure. You know, where Let's the hospital doctors this child who seems to be, you know, hanging on to life by a thread. The parents have found doctors, you know, this is in the UK, so the parents have found doctors in America who say that they have an experimental treatment that they would be willing to try, and maybe it would do some good for a very so-called rare disorder that's invariably fatal. But the hospital says, no, we're in charge here. The parents have nothing to say, and we say, no, you can't take your child out of the hospital. That's called control. That means the government is in charge of your health, your life, when life is threatened, and they do whatever they want to do. It's just unconscionable that the parents would not be permitted to decide what they want to do for their child. So everything is hanging in the balance at this point. And there are many cases of this, many cases of this. And then, you know, over the years, I've gotten into this whole business about what are the drugs, pharmaceutical drugs as a whole doing to the population and i've cited study after study and review after review that shows the incredible death statistics and maiming statistics of these drugs which are approved by the fda in collusion with the pharmaceutical industry and major media refused to cover this time after time after time i don't do it anymore but i used to approach them with the statistics and the facts all from mainstream medical journals all from mainstream researchers you know i stuck to that because i wanted to prove the case within the mainstream never a whisper of interest nothing doesn't matter what kind of national health insurance policy you're covered by you're going to get these drugs and if you don't know what they can do uh you're in, you could be in very deep trouble because in many cases the doctors really have no clue because what people have to understand is most doctors don't have the time or they don't take the time to pour through studies and examine them very closely to see whether or not they agree with them i'm talking about studies on clinical trials of new new medicines and drugs so they take the first couple lines of a study Or a friend who's another doctor tells them that this is a new drug in the market, and it looks pretty good or whatever This is not really science. We're not talking about science here. I'm, I'm sorry to say so When the government controls a system like that That makes it doubly worse because um, eventually people are going to have a lot of trouble Trying to get out of the system So if somebody decides Well I want to go the natural health route Or I want to do this Or I want to do that With alternative therapies And so on and so forth Responsible adults make that decision uh, There is a struggle going on Has been going on for a long time Between the federal government And natural health To try to limit what natural health is available to people, to say that these are not okay—what
2: we would call alternative um, medicine—and the the alternative health world—they can keep they continue to have these restrictions imposed on them, what they can say, what they uh, can—you know—I mean—they have to be very careful, or they can get in a lot of trouble. And we've dealt with this on our show with a number of, of people. And it does speak to an over a huge problem that we're we're running into. And John, how much influence do you think Big Pharma has on the what well, we're seeing it with healthcare in the in the Congress and Senate, and with, with the inability of them to reach an agreement, even for the most basic uh, uh, to repeal Obamacare, or even uh, just that alone? I guess. And and if if I can I can much you, Big Pharma? And you know, if, uh, if I piggyback onto
1: that question. John, because I'd like to, you know, they, uh, can't we just repeal the damn thing?
0: Uh, yeah, okay. That so. was always
6: by the, uh, the right there, staring in everybody's face. But to answer your question, big pharma is hovering over the Congress and has been for a long time, with money, with lobbyists, with offers of jobs when people get out of the. Public sector, you know, with all kinds of uh, tremendous, <clears throat> excuse me, and powerful influence, so that if Big Pharma doesn't want Obamacare repealed, because they see the benefits, because they made a deal when it was passed that there would be limits on any negotiations about pricing of drugs, for example so that they could charge unconscionable amounts for these drugs and by putting more people under the umbrella of a national insurance health plan more and more people that would mean more and more profits one way or another for big pharma so when trump was elected the choice was clear and it was there if you had Honor enough honorable people in Congress they'd say look the first order of business is to repeal Obamacare get that out of the way let's just get it out of the way then we can structure something better hopefully Hopefully." but they didn't do that they tied it all together we got to repeal it on the one hand and then put in a new bill on the other hand you know the whole thing got tied up and it's still all tied up and now it looks like uh, it's never going to happen so Trump is saying, okay, if that's what you want to do, then just let Obamacare die through corruption, incompetence, stupidity, uh, unfairness, because premiums do go up. People can't choose their own doctors in many cases. You know, all these lies that were told at the beginning. Huge influence. On what the FDA decides to do, where they, as you were saying, limit what, uh, alternative practitioners can say in terms of making any sort of health claim at all for their, uh, systems and modalities of treatment. I mean, it's the difference between, it's like saying, well, what is a responsible adult? A responsible adult is someone who makes choices, and in the field of, of health, these choices abound. They're everywhere. You can choose how to eat, you can choose how to exercise, you can choose how to, what health practitioners you want to see, and what practitioners you don't, what drugs you want to take, what drugs you don't. This is, this is called health freedom. This is what a responsible adult has a native you know, right to do therefore it ought to be up to that person and all such persons to decide how they want to take care of their health and they should be able to seek out any kind of treatment that they want but this is being slowly choked away unless we maintain this freedom, unless we maintain this freedom. And as far as the Congress is concerned, I don't see anything good coming out of this at all, as far as the national health plan is concerned.
2: No, I agree, and I believe that it's going to take the voters to remove some of these, uh, what were being called obstructionists in in the House and, and Senate, who are intentionally uh, sabotaging these uh, these deals for whatever reason? Well, and uh, well, Joe, Joe, and again,
1: I got to interrupt you, and I apologize, but just by a simple repeal of of, Oba- of the Affordable Care Act of Obamacare, would that have any, John? Would that have any uh, drastic impact on the? Uh, would, would that, in fact, uh, suddenly? Throw to the wolves, you know, millions and millions and millions of people without insurance. In other words, would people be left out there without any coverage whatsoever?
6: Well, I think what would happen is you would revert back to the way the system was being operated before Obamacare was passed, at least temporarily. So, would you say that millions and millions of people are being left out of the equation? I don't think so. I mean, there always have been some people who have been out of the equation, but by and large, uh, I mean, the system, there was a system operating before Obamacare. It wasn't as if there was nothing happening.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't have guessed from the True. news. John, we don't mean to interrupt. We're right up against the break. Folks, you're listening to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. John Rappaport is our guest. No more fake is his website. We're talking about medical tyranny and the government's overbearing control of health care and where we could great, possibly what take What a great guest,
1: man. What a great guy. No more fake news. Again, Joe, as you said, is his website. Folks, bookmark that website. Make sure you check it all the time. We'll be right back. But a thing you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG Chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP-proof. And it's environmentally friendly, yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid. When other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night, go to GreenInnovative.com. That's greennovative.com
4: you should have
2: a minute man the survival stove in an MOK.
5: for investors timberland has become the symbol of safety global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases the need for managed sustainable timber production forests has never been greater when stock markets crash Trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified, accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit Timber profits.com This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288. PreciousTimberProfits.com. PreciousTimberProfits.com.
1: You know, folks, we are really privileged to have with us John Rappaport He's worked as a freelance investigative reporter for over 30 years. He's the author of three very great collections, The Matrix Revealed, Exit from the Matrix, and Power Outside the Matrix. And by the way, I don't know, folks, have, have, have you seen this? If not, and, and if you homeschool your children, ask John about this. And I, and I think that uh this is, I believe, this is necessary. You know what's missing in our uh, curriculum is logic uh, courses, all right? Seriously, high school level, logic, and he's got a a course out, logic and analysis, and that's uh, actually the, the... the price of logic and analysis course has been cut drastically and and it's been made part of the much larger product that matrix revealed. You can go to his website, no more fake news.com and click on logic and analysis. But I believe if you, if you homeschool your children, uh, I gotta tell you, man, I I'm a big fan of this course, the logic and analysis course, because you know, what are we, what are we missing in today's uh, world? And that's critical thinking. And uh, uh, John's course teaches just that. In fact, John Locke said, "Logic is the anatomy of thought." Indeed, it is. And we are so blessed to have on a regular basis John Rapaport. Uh, we love the man. We love his information, and we appreciate him highly. John, thanks for holding over the break. Go ahead. And I appreciate
6: you guys too. Believe me.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. We got to stick together in these times, don't we, man? That's just. Uh, I don't know. I have times I, I, when the, the logic
2: and critical thinking are nowhere to be found yeah. almost anywhere in the American society, <laughs> nowhere in the political system. But here we are. Yeah. Well, can, can I
1: ask before we get further down the road? I know the topic is medical tyranny. Um, do you well I guess on the on the same subject. Did you see um, do you see Obamacare just imploding upon itself falling in its own footprint essentially, uh like the BTC7 or do you see something else happening because I frankly uh, to me Paul Ryan and uh, Mitch McConnell and these mopes are useless out there I, I just don't see anything going on I see, I see gridlock I don't know
6: um, I do see it getting a lot worse if it's just left to stand there Obamacare and whether or not it totally crashes and burns on its own or just keeps getting more and you know more horrible as time passes, I'm not sure, but it's not going to be good. I mean, one of the simple things that Trump said was, let's have competition among insurance companies across state lines. That was one of the things that he said early on for health right. insurance. Right. Instead of trying to, you know, choke out the, uh, all the small players and the medium-sized players in the health insurance field let's just say that you can buy your health insurance wherever you want it. You can pay for it wherever you want it. Now you set up competition among these companies. So, I mean, what's going to happen? People are going to start lowering their prices because they want to survive and they want to make profit. It's, I mean, I I guess a lot of people have forgotten that that's the way things work, but it does and that could still happen if these people in the government would just simply start making some simple rules and canceling out a bunch of other rules but otherwise if they just let obamacare stand it's just going to get worse and worse for people the system has so many holes in it financially so many lies have been told that I can only see the premiums and the prices and the penalties for not you know being in the system rising higher and higher and higher because they lied and lied and lied about how inexpensive it was going to be and so on and so forth it's not it was never figured out correctly and there was really no intent to figure it out correctly at the beginning as far as how the money would work And so it's just going to be more of a gigantic swamp. But the other thing to me is, and again, I have to emphasize this, lots of unnecessary things happen under this medical system that we have in America. And not just in America, but in other countries too. If you read the press and look for it, you'll find more and more stories, for example, about younger and younger children. And this is just one example. Being diagnosed with mental disorders. A kid of four years old is diagnosed with clinical depression or bipolar disorder, manic depression. If you look at that and think about it, you're talking about complete insanity, not on the part of the child, but on the part of the psychiatrist or the doctor. And prescribed very heavy drugs, very toxic drugs, which I have documented chapter and verse for years now. And
1: that, I believe, is, is the real epidemic and, and that's the psychotropic uh, drugs that are being prescribed.
6: Push incredible them. epidemic. Incredible. It just goes on and on. And you have these avaricious pharmaceutical companies that are staking out markets. That's what they do. Well, we haven't really penetrated the child market here, you know, uh, younger than, let's say, 14. So we have to do something about that. What are we going to do? So they go out and they buy academic professors. And there's a case of this. We're gonna buy somebody who's got a reputation and we're going to have him publish in the field of, uh, the need for the diagnosis of bipolar in very young children. That this is prevalent and it's being overlooked and it needs to be diagnosed and the drugs have to be prescribed. Well, this is like murder. And so this system keeps spreading and spreading and spreading. We've got to screen every child in school at a very young age to see if they have a mental disorder. Well, what do you think a young kid is doing? The young kid is all over the place. You know, he's just learning how to adapt in the world. And you can uh, cherry pick his behaviors if you want to and say, well, this is indicative of that. And this goes with this. And we now have a diagnosis. No, you don't. You're just making the whole thing up, and that's what psychiatry is doing. And the drugs come in behind it. I don't want to get into a long story here, but it is a proven fact that somewhere around the year 1970, maybe a little later, the psychiatric profession was dying out in America because people just didn't want to go talk to psychiatrists.
2: And that was starting in the 40s, if I remember right. Well, psychology psychiatry. and psychiatry it was it was yeah. That's where the licenses were given out. It wasn't a profession before nineteen forties, if I remember. Yeah, I well, but
6: but I mean that the profession was dying out around nineteen seventy because the market wasn't there. The public just wasn't interested in going to see psychiatrists. Now, when I say psychiatrists, I mean MDS who have a specialization and a residency that they do in psychiatry, and then they get their Certificate and their license to practice. So, the American Psychiatric Association, there began to be meetings with drug companies, and a deal was basically struck a business deal. And the deal was that the pharmaceutical companies would bankroll the psychiatric profession, the journals with high priced ads and conferences and uh, medical school training, wherever money could be spent to resuscitate the profession of psychiatry, the drug companies would spend it, would bring the profession back from the edge. And in return, what the drug companies wanted was more and more, quote, research that would uncover more and more uh mental disorder labels that could be slapped on people requiring prescriptions of drugs and That was the deal and it worked And this is part of the medical system and it's part of Obamacare and it's part of any national health insurance plan it's there and people who feel Uh, encouraged by being under the umbrella of a national healthcare plan because, well, it must be good because it's, you know, the government, I mean, they better wake up because their children are going to be diagnosed with these disorders in schools through counselors and then on to psychiatrists' offices, and they're going to be dosed with these extremely heavy drugs, which are very, very toxic and destructive, John, serious damage.
2: Have, what, what have you seen, uh, any cases have you seen that shows uh, a kid being diagnosed like this and the parents refusing to give him medicine? Have you seen cases like that?
6: well as far as psychiatry is concerned I don't have a case that I could pull out but I'm sure they exist but medical drugs in general oh you bet I mean when you talk about chemotherapy there are always cases where the parents decide okay we don't want to go the chemo route because everybody knows how toxic chemo is and we fear for the life of our child we understand that the cancer is serious but we don't think the odds are in favor of giving chemotherapy. We want to try something else because we, we want our child to live. Well, that child can be snatched away at the drop of a hat from those parents. Wow. And they are snatched away. They are kidnapped. You want to see something? Go to a site called medicalkidnap.com. You'll see some stories, boy. So these Children are, for example, could be placed into foster care and then into treatment. Or they could just be taken from the parents directly to a hospital as inpatients and they can't get out. And now the doctors say, okay, now we're going to dose this kid with chemo. We don't care what the parents say. The parents have nothing to say about this. They're obstructionists and they're doing either they're intentionally doing harm or they're crazy or they're ignorant we don't care but we are taking over the life of this child and this is what we're going to do and then if the child dies the doctors say well the child died of cancer well no the child, the child died of chemo no 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 absolutely not Huh? this happens all the time wow this happens in other countries This is where the medical, talk about medical communism, I mean, this is Soviet-style operation. This is where the system bridges over into totalitarianism, where the parents have absolutely no rights. And California is in the process of mulling over and trying to pass some kind of a garbled version of a bill that they call the rights of children and when you look into this bill and you see what the implications are up the road you understand that what California is saying is that all the good things they want to guarantee to every child in California when it comes to medical what they're really saying is that the state owns a child and for the good of the child, we can do whatever we want to. If we want to give this kid 30 vaccines, we will. And if the parents say, well, there have never been any studies done to show the combination effects of all the toxic ingredients and vaccines if given to a child, they say, you don't know what you're talking about. There's no need to do any studies like that. We're guaranteeing that the child gets this for the good of the child. And if you stand in our way parents, we will take the child from you and do what we know is best.
1: John, what is the logical argument for the pro vaxxers? The, the, and I see this on the, uh, uh, political forums. For example, Democratic Underground this is one uh, forum that speaks, these people just are very pro-vaccine. And anyone anyone who with a child who does not get that child vaccinated, well, they're criminals. Pro-vaccine. <laughs> who are these pro-vaccine well, people? But I guess my question is, what's the argument uh, if you decide not to vaccinate your child and you're talking with someone uh, against, you know, some obscure disease uh, and you're talking to someone who, whose child is vaccinated,
6: what's the what's where's the problem <laughs> yeah, you, you see, yeah you see my question exa- sure of course i do i've written about it sure so the 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 mother of the unvaccinated child would say to the mother of the vaccinated child or in ideally well your child is protected right got the vaccine so what are you worried about my child for or or did you make a mistake or did you think you were getting protection, but you, you're afraid that you didn't by vaccinating your child. And that's why you're afraid of my child playing with your child. Is that what it really is? No, 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 no. My child is absolutely protected. Okay. Then what are you worried about? Yeah,
0: and that's there's, not no
6: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no there's no logical, answer. There's I no answer to that, you know, at, but, but you've got untold numbers of mothers that are, you know, illogical to say the least. And they will go psychotic, you know, if necessary, in order to prove their point. And then you've got all kinds of paid trolls, I must tell you, online, whose mission it is to scream and shout and make accusations about how anti-vaxxers are uh, criminals that are endangering the life of everybody and, you know, so on and so forth. And if you really want to see how this is playing out, because I talk to people, go to Australia, where it's vicious, I mean vicious, where trolls online will try to obtain the names and addresses of p- and phone numbers of people who post online who are trying to present rational arguments about vaccines and say there should be choice they're trying to intimidate uh, these people into oblivion It's extremely vicious There is no logic in this at all So yeah You're you're right on the money I mean Uh, I've looked at this one side and down the other And and the pro-vaxxers First of all 99.9% 99.9% of them have no idea what they're talking about. They're just accepting what they see in the newspapers and what they hear doctors say on certain shows and, and the government uh, press releases and so forth. And they think, therefore, they know that all vaccines are absolutely safe and effective and wonderful and the only person who would oppose that would be a completely crazy person.
2: Right. And, you know, that, I, I could understand that argument. If These vaccines were and only contained what is needed to make somebody immune from these diseases, but that's not the issue here. There are additives, uh, a whole number of things that are going into vaccines, and and one thing that's really interesting, if you look at the, I think we talked about this before, the autism rate and other birth uh, defect rates between civilizations or parts of society that Vaccinate versus don't vaccinate, and an example would be the Amish community versus uh, you know any city. In the Amish community, autism is is nowhere near, not even a, a percentage wise close to what we see one in what sixty seven or sixty six now in, in America. Mm-hmm. Um, in, right. in the modern world, autism is they don't have the vaccines there yet. There these birth defects and other things that uh, are linked to these vaccines, uh, they're not there in those communities. But when they fill them with these additives, and, and there's many questions as to what goes in these vaccines that aren't needed. If it was just the alternative, just the medicine to stop the immune or to to keep people immune from these things, it would be different. But or, not or would it be? John? Yeah, I guess
6: that's a good question. I, I personally do not think it would be different. I think, <laughs> I mean, this is a this is a long conversation, but. I see absolutely no need for this entire industry called vaccination. But in order to, you know, what you really have to look at is my experience, I've talked to many people who were raised without vaccinations and also without going to the doctor every 10 minutes, you know, virtually no medical care. They were raised by parents who fed them good food. They had ample opportunity to (coughs) develop uh, educationally, intellectually, to exercise, to get out there, to live, to be responsible, to be free and responsible. And they grew up with hardly a cold. But the medical profession does not want to look into the area of wellness and see why and how it's produced and that means immunity too I mean the the people I'm talking about yes they could get a childhood disease like measles or mumps or something but you know as it used to be they recovered and then they were immune sure so the medical profession and the pharmaceutical industry in particular has no stake in studying what produces wellness in people because there's no money to be made. You don't give a drug for wellness. This is produced in a non-medical way. And this is where uh, people who are aware and raise children go. You know, they go to producing the healthiest happiest child they can and this area is not looked into at all and I've talked to these people extensively did you get any vaccines? No, absolutely not uh, did you have childhood diseases? Yeah, I had a couple were they serious? No I mean, it was uncomfortable for a few days, but then I recovered any uh, recurrence? No, absolutely not uh, any serious health problems? No go to the doctor often, hardly at all. Uh, so how would you explain that? And they would say, well, first of all, I can tell you about nutrition, and they would talk to me about that. Exercise. Parents in the home who could take care of them and show them, you know, by example, decent values. These are the things that are being lost, Right. Hmm. and by the way if you want to look at some of the ingredients in vaccines start with aluminum just do some research on aluminum as a toxin, as a neurotoxin and then if you want to you can go to the Centers for Disease Control website and you look at all the childhood uh, vaccinations vaccines and you can see uh, at least some of the ingredients and notice how often aluminum is included. That should be a sobering experience, folks. That's your
1: homework assignment. Uh, <laughs> as, as we've got about uh, two minutes, about two minutes left, John, uh, of our time together. And, and thank you so much for your gracious gift of time tonight. The, two, the last two minutes, my friend, is yours.
6: In closing, whatever
1: closing words you might have, go ahead and take it.
6: Thank you. And and by the way, um, it's, it's terrific to be able to do this once a month with you guys, really. Oh, we love it. The medical communism means that the government decides that they want to control the population. And medical area is one of the most intrusive ways to do this, to say your body essentially is not your own. We're going to decide more and more what you have to do, what diagnoses are going to be made, what your life is going to be like. And to skip ahead a few steps, the ultimate objective here is a cradle, in fact you could say, in utero to grave system in which every human being is diagnosed with 30 or 40 or 50 different diseases and disorders, prescribe toxic drugs for each one of them that cause more symptoms, and then those symptoms are going to be diagnosed not as drug-related but as new diseases with names that require more drugging. To create a population that is disabled, disoriented, confused, in turmoil, physically unable, incapable of resisting, thinking clearly and independently, because a communist system wants to take control of everybody, and they do not want strong, healthy, free, independent, logical people that's the bottom line well
1: said yeah and and what a, what a closing what a great closing argument statement whatever John rapaport no more fake newscom check his website out also his logic and analysis course part of the matrix uh, revealed uh, the matrix revealed uh, is on his website as well uh, but high school level logic and analysis course i'm gonna take that john seriously I, all right I, I i need to i need to brush up on that so <laughs> uh thank you my brother thank you so much thank for your you time. all right thank
6: you guys thank you so uh, much
1: we'll talk soon okay all right folks that was john rapapur no more fake newscom always a crowd pleaser the, the man is is the, the real deal as far as i'm concerned if you read all about him um his resume just speaks volumes. You go back to, uh, 1980 in the early eighties. Um, when he started his, his work, uh, in, in the media, you know, he's hosted and produced and written radio programs and segments in LA and Las Vegas. And he's appeared as a guest on over 200 radio and television programs, including ABC's nightline, uh, PBS hard copy. Remember hard copy? My goodness. But, uh, in '94, he ran for a seat in the U.S. Congress in the 29th District of L.A., and after six months of campaigning on a very small budget, he actually got 20% of the vote, running against an incumbent,
2: a 20-year incumbent. That's uh, not, so that's like a win,
1: man. <clears throat> yeah,
2: it is. All right, Joe, go ahead. All right, we are up against the break. We will be right back after these short messages. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report.
7: We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Army's Kit. It contains 12 homeopathic remedies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues, and so can you. Check out our American Heritage Germany's kit at www.changelisthewoods.com. Your life may depend
0: on it.
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. going to get right back into the show, but first want to bring you a quick word from Greenovative and Alan Riggs over there. Uh, since their launch with Hagman and Hagman late September of 2016, Greenovative products have enjoyed acclaim from our audience. Greenovative responded with changes to their product line based on the Hagman audience feedback and requests for more power. They first introduced the Super GMAG Charger package with replaceable power pucks, and some pretty cool accessories. It was a big hit, but the Hagman audience wanted more. So Greenovative developed the Super G Mag complete package that had lots of batteries and lots of adapters. And you guessed it, the Hagman audience wanted more. You can get a 12% discount on any order at all products at com uh, when you enter the promo code Hagman. And there is so much that they are offering. It is uh, truly, there are some amazing deals there from the triple power pucks to the gmag chargers you can charge over 30, 300 AA batteries with just a, a pair of the triple power pucks how important will that be to have that ability to recharge batteries and have power when times are tough and it's elsewhere to be found folks go to greenovative.com enter the discount code hagman to receive your 12% on one of their complete packages when you need it you'll be glad you did it Give Alan Riggs a call or send him an email. He'll help you and talk you through it.
1: Yeah, great Innovative, Great Company, Greenovative.com, promo code Hagman. And speaking of uh great companies, superstore.wnd.com, the uh, WND Superstore, I gotta tell you folks, uh their library. Fantastic. Use promo code Hagman there. Stock up on, on the books and and some of the books, including uh um, well, I'm I'm not gonna name them all, but my goodness, we had, uh, we, 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 we've been having so many good programs lately. Have you noticed we've had, uh, well, Paul Nealon on, uh,
2: his, we, we, Senator Tom Coburn. That was a great interview.
0: Uh, and,
2: uh, Chris Buzzkirk from last night. That was, uh, Chris Buzzkirk. Oh, he was one of my, one of my favorites. you know, that book is, it, I, I kept reading that last
1: incredible and get a charitable. oh yeah it's on it's it's on the uh it's on my it, my kindle I, i've got i've oh, got okay. i've got one of the okay i've got the equivalent of like a uh motor or not a motorola uh, you know one of those old uh, uh victrola's you know it, it, i don't have one like of the new first iPad, readers you know yeah one of the first readers okay it would be like a windows windows uh MS DOS kind of thing, but, but anyway, that that's my that's what I read books on when I have to get them. I, I love to hold the books, but it, you know, in in the uh, electronic format, I've got like the first ever made uh, with the green lettering and stuff. It's 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 my wife laughs at me, but hey, that's you know what. Anyway, but Chris Cabot's uh, yeah, Muslim Mafia, was really good. Good. And, and let me tell you something, folks. Okay the Muslim Brotherhood the infiltration during the eight years under Obama and Clinton especially the Muslim Brotherhood infiltration via the Council on American Islamic Relations was revealed uh, was really revealed beforehand in Chris Gabatz or uh, David Gabatz in Paul Sperry's book Muslim Mafia in which Chris Gabatz was the undercover operative, you know, working undercover. And I find it very interesting. I, I find it interesting that that many conservative Christians, or I shouldn't say many, but some conservative Christians actually uh, think poorly or think badly of, of, uh, to think it's anti-Christian to, to act as an undercover agent. I got an email, or I got, I got a column uh, in, in some obscure blog site written about me saying, you know,
2: uh, being a, uh, yeah, I understand how that I, was. I can understand that thinking. Well, uh, okay, yeah, I understand explain it. to me though. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, just one example. Okay. As you're doing undercover work, or, or you know, doing something that you have to lie about who you are and what you're doing, for the purposes of a job or a mission or whatever it is, some people have an issue with that, morally. Uh, do you? I, I've thought about it before. It's um. See, but, but you've never well, okay, okay so, so you you've never when, you, you, when you've i
1: worked as an operational asset for the for the no, frauds or, no. or any anything like
2: that but the thought process with with what the way I thought about it was you know what what are the reasons you're doing it for um, you know undercovering crime to stop the you know we used to do the workers compensation and other insurance type frauds um, there's no other way to get to the truth or find out the truth sometimes and misrepresenting yourself is part of the job, right? But and that's more of a I agree. That's a lesser to a lesser extent um, part of what you're talking about. Well, uh, but going undercover and doing yes. the operational asset thing, I, I've never been in that situation, so I don't know. But I can understand the logic behind the thinking. Not saying it's right or wrong, but you I, okay?
1: As long as you can understand the logic, you have a point to disagree or agree with. A, that then but but my problem is this when somebody complains well my goodness the Center for medical progress they misrepresented themselves and right. uh, you know in front of for Planned Parenthood and that crime is as bad as as the murder of babies and the selling of of the baby parts to me who would you rather be okay, in that scenario the person that said that statement okay as far as logic is concerned I could debate you in logic I can debate you uh, right. on, on on the merits but I just feel like saying, "Bite me." Okay, you can you can kiss my big fat rear. B- because I don't have time to, to argue that. I'm sorry if if that's what you
2: think. I don't even want to. And who wouldn't be? uh <laughs> Who wouldn't if if they had the the choice to be the center for medical progress or Planned Parenthood? Who wouldn't stand before God and say, "Yeah, I, I lied to expose mass murder of babies." Right. Right.
1: I I just will take my know, punishment for that. Yeah, I, I I just don't uh I I don't quite get that. But uh anyway, uh I I want to say uh, thank you so so much to to Lisa H. Uh, she she wrote an email. Uh I Lisa your book's on its way and thank you so much for your offer. You know, what I'm talking about I'm not going to say it on air, but thanks so much for your offer uh uh to assist us. And uh JK uh JKG, I'm not gonna uh again thank you for your help and everyone who's helped us. And I want to say happy belated birthday to Ruby. If you're listening, Ruby, happy belated birthday, July sixth was your birthday, um from New Mexico. Just uh again, uh spoke with your husband today and nice gentleman. Very nice gentleman. Interesting. Um uh, anyway, so but one of the uh I believe one of the most important pieces of information on HagmanReport.com is was written and posted today by Peter Chowka. Fox News turns sharply left with help from Obama's death panel doc Zeke Emanuel. Now, you may think, okay, this is just about Fox News, and this is just a, you know, I, look, I don't know what you might think with respect to the subject. But you have to, you can't look at it, at least in my view, you cannot look at this in a vacuum. You can't look at this just by the event itself. Peter Chowkow talks about the, uh, well, he writes this, if any doubts remain that Fox News is continuing to swerve hard left away from its conservative roots, they were erased on July sixteenth, 2017, when Ezekiel Emanuel, or Zeke Emanuel, M.D., appeared on the channel's signature weekly program fox news sunday in his new role as a paid contributor okay now now he's the architect by the way the principal architect of obamacare and he's now speaking widely in favor of its retention as the law of the land okay full stop at this point here's the in my view anyway and i'm not you folks read the article go to hagmanreport.com read the article Peter Chao is, I, I, I believe, is an intellectual giant, and, and he's really got his finger on the pulse of, of the uh, uh, the media aspect of this. But here's here's the issue with the media. You've got Fox News, the. It was fashioned, as the conservative, uh, uh, cornerstone, of the media.
2: And if you look, Let me ask you this. Yeah. When it began. Yes. Okay, there was ABC, NBC, CBS. You had the three. And then CNN came. And then okay. Fox eventually came. Were they always conservative or different but, from the. Right. There,
1: there, there was a, th- a three month period that separated the creation of Fox and MSNBC. All right. So you had MSNBC, who was largely. That was largely. Um, democratic as opposed to liberal. But it went from quickly from a democratic to a liberal to a progressive to flat out socialist uh, beachhead, and Fox, of course, was established as a conservative beachhead because you look at you look at the people who were there initially, and Peter Chowka in his previous articles goes into that, uh, Bill O'Reilly and and Sean Hannity, and of course you had Hannity and Combs at one point um giving some balance there to that to, to, to the uh to, to Sean Hannity but in this case don't look at this as merely in my view anyway don't look at this as merely a um uh, an issue of internal uh, chaos within Fox News look at this as part of a larger attack by the globalists they if if they cannot win normally or if they they're in, they're coming in through the back door and they're it, changing things through covertly through the back door and it, this is a key key thing in
2: this, and they can't win normally. they no. had to change the minds and the hearts of the American people and this uh when we talked with Chris Buzkirk last night, that's why I asked him because uh, we were talking about ideology and how the nation's so divided with this uh the 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 right, the left, the alt right, the far left the communists and the question is is it is it what are we at the point where it's all or nothing are we because it seems pretty um it's, it's been getting pretty crazy out there the the powers that be the the elite the evil has been able to manipulate the minds of many people down to the to the very away from the very core principles of everything god established and even um uh, That's one thing that bothers me about Fox News too, but that's not well. Okay, but but the uh, with with Fox, a lot of people like Fox because it is the most relatable point of view to how they feel, and as they start to pull the MSNBC though, Joe, at the same time, uh, I've I've heard I've heard a lot of people. Well, I'm saying this is the mindset. This is you know, and you know, we talk about how through subtlety things are changed, not. That's you know, true. With the the punch yeah. in the mouth, uh, it's over a period of time, and it's by changing small things over yeah. long periods of time. They have been. I mean, they've really. And people aren't going to want to hear this. Fox is really a controlled opposition, more than anything else at this point. Well, and they 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 put pieces up there that,
0: hmm.
2: um. You know, they're they're for the right, the the GOP, but at the same time, there's that undertone of. To, to the extent that there's editorial control over the subject
1: matter, as we saw with uh, Sean Hannity talking about Seth Rich on, that, on Fox News during his television. Now, don't forget, okay, he's on three hours in radio, uh, Sean Hannity, and then an hour at, at night on Fox News, both Fox News networks. And also, think about this, on, on the Fox News network, Kate Daly has a radio show. Now, she, you know, she's not editorially controlled. So if she wanted to speak on, we'll say, Obama's birth certificate, eligibility, I should say, more, more accurately, she'd be allowed to. And, and Sean Hannity, I believe, uh, I believe has more editorial control, uh, I not believe, I know it has more editorial control over during his radio than while he's at Fox News on television. Now, at, at, at that network. However, he, he, here's what's going to happen, and, and in fact, I'm going to write this down in, in my uh, in my show notes here. Today is Tuesday, July eighteenth, twenty seventeen. According to the sources I've got, and and I have to talk with Peter on this too. I don't believe that the fall lineup for Fox News will look anything like it does today, and I think it's going to be taken down by the enemies, uh, when I say enemies, but by the, the people who are against the, the um, what would you call it, the agenda of truth that Sean Hannity does provide and Sean Hannity I believe I, I truly believe, knowing what I know and I know more than the average bear out there and, and I'm saying this with as much humility as I can muster here but I do know the principles involved here or at least some of them Including, but not limited to Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity wants the truth to get out. people think that he's he stopped talking. He, people think that okay, I'm not talking about Seth rich that's not what he said okay he, he you have to read between the lines uh as well with with what happened with uh his about Seth rich and that says a whole line in itself right now again, it was a decision D- do we he could have gone a couple of different ways on this, but I think he took, he made the right decision when he was approached, and I, and I believe this to be the case. He was approached uh, and, and told not to go there. Don't go there, or else you're not going to be here. So there, he had to make a decision. Do I? Um, you got to kind of. It, it, it's it's no one to play him, and no one to you know hold him and fold him. And I think he made a tactical decision in in that respect. Did that, um, was that acquiescing to a a greater power? No, I think it was a tactical move. But the information I'm getting right now is, come September, the lineup is going to be a lot different. And I truly believe that there will be casualties of the most conservative people at Fox News. That is information I'm just getting here recently over the last, I'm going to say 72 hours. And I think the, uh, I think that would probably line up with what Peter Chauka has written. The reason I think this is important is this. This represents to me the larger takeover of the airwaves, which leads me to my final point, and that's this. The only outlet in my estimation that will be left by the end of the year, despite Donald Trump being the president, despite having a Republican or concert well, I won't even say conservative, but Republican uh, leadership, elected leadership, the 535 in D.C., I believe that the only truth valve or funnel or um, repository of information will be shows like ours. We have no control over. No one controls our editorial content. We do. We do. That's right. And let me tell you something. I will never sell out. If someone came to me and said, you know what? We'll fund your entire operation for five years and, and we'll put you up in a mansion and helicopters and, you know, or, or, uh, you know, you th- think of the most bizarre thing. There's no way we would ever do that. I would much rather live in, in a shack and, and drive a 71 Ford Pinot or, or have a bicycle or no car, no car or whatever.
2: Wow. Imagine that. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Though I mean, you're exactly yeah. Right. I mean, it, def- it would defeat the whole purpose of everything we've we've done. Yeah, and, and this is
1: why I think, to me, it's so important that 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 that, and, and I ask for support, and, and I thank you for for support. But I, but but even or equally important, I believe it's what we need to do. The people of integrity, in the new media need to come together and need to join forces so that we can um, that people can look at us and trust and say you know what we don't need to look at MSNBC or even Fox or we don't need the mainstream media anymore we don't need the Washington Compost or the New York Times we've got the information and that's why number 1 i think we have to be we have to be on top of our game at all on every day we have to be on top of our game number 2 i think we have to always bring in people that that have that same agenda of truth and thirdly and perhaps most importantly i also think that we have to remember that we we have to be obedient to our calling, and I think our calling, um, and help me out with this, Joe, this is a God thing, I believe, okay? I, and, and In no way, shape, or form am I saying that, that we were called by God. I'm not saying that.
2: Well, no, but the personal experience, um you know, there's a lot of reasons people do things. And we talked about a little bit about this yesterday. You know, what is the intention and what is the the purpose of the, of what you're why you're doing something and how important that is. And in our experience, we never sat down once ever had a conversation said, "Hey, let's start a radio show."
1: And ten years, you know, I would have
2: laughed. Laugh, I mean, or fifteen, whatever it was, you know, I would have laughed about that. Yeah, we never, never once sat down and said, "You know, we should." um but,
1: well, I, look, uh, I mean, do, do I even sound like a, I, I can barely eke out a sentence, you know? Um,
2: well, yeah, but it goes back to the motives of why people do the things they do. For instance, uh, what we talked about yesterday, people who are maybe getting into journalism to be seen and heard by people. This is what we mentioned yesterday. Just for that sake, not because they want to make the world better or, uh, you know, go through their faith walk and have an impact here or there or change something to, to for them. For the better but the motives are are so important and it shows Uh, people know when you're being sincere versus when you're you're putting on a show and it is important and and one thing that in the alternative media that I appreciate so much is that 99.9% of the people that we've interacted with they're doing it for the same reasons we are to better their country to better their family not a better pocketbook. Uh, uh, money makes the world go around. Okay? But and if you're but in the, yeah. in this for money, you're in the wrong Absolutely. Profession. There's a million ways you can make a hundred times more money than sitting here doing what we're doing.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, that's not the Okay, and that's very very true. Um we we need uh, our, our operation. operational and by the way, our operational expenses you know, the thousand dollar electric bills for the studio, for the video, for the camera equipment, the payroll. Um, I, I never had these problems. When, when I, when I worked in the investigative field exclusively, I never had these problems. I never, I never had payroll to worry about. I never had families to worry about. Joe, you, you know, you and I, we never had that situation. We never had to worry about gee whiz. Uh, you know, we, sure, we had gasoline costs. We had travel expenses. We had uh, other normal expenses, but they were reimbursed. It, but the fact of the matter is, uh, it, it's the operational costs for what we do have, in, have risen dramatically. But it, it, And that goes into, uh, and I'll say this, that goes into the uh, two shows that we're going to be expanding to, Joe's show and John's show in the afternoon and mine in the morning. Um, we are doing this, again, it's not for the money because it costs us money to do these shows. But I want to thank Global Star Radio Network because they're the greatest, but, but having, and BTR as well, believe it or not, uh, I shouldn't even say that, but B, BTR Blog Talk Radio is just a fantastic company, Um, a tremendous company, but having said all of that, uh, the purpose for doing this is not for recognition or for what would you call it for exposure but 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 to get the word out there because the news is happening so quickly it's with the three-hour program will be for guests like john Rappaport and stan Deo and and uh you know chris buskirk and, and and but the the shorter programs are going to be more tailored to very you know to the news and to current events and such nothing's going to change with the, with the three-hour program but the other programs are going to expand what we're doing. The reason I said all of that, again, is because when you look at what we're doing, the operation, the more people that we can educate, touch, reach, and by the way, we are doing that. You you listeners have allowed us to really expand our reach, and we have been getting more and more people coming to us and saying, look, you are changing the hearts and minds of people. You are informing the people. So if we can do that, then mission accomplished. And by the way, we are working again, the infiltration of, of these seditious groups. The, and as you saw that the images, again, I have to mention this, homelandsecurityus.com, take a look at the two images and if you have any information, please uh, send it read the article and, and send, send send us the information, but the reason I mention this is because this is reality. this is a real world stuff. This is not stuff from somebody's garage or you know in a basement or in, in a in a uh, one room bedroom of a house broadcasting uh, This is a combination of broadcasting information, but also action and and the, and you've allowed us to, to get very into that action. Uh, aspect of things and, and build teams and work with people and, and really make a difference, uh, fighting the pedophilia, fighting the seditious behavior, fighting this, the false fake
2: narratives. I would just say the evil that is is, uh, overbearing in our society that people are flocking to for some reason. Uh, Well, we know what the reason is.
1: And it's going to get worse, isn't it?
2: Do you think? Yeah. I mean, well, again, going back to that Chris Buzkirk article last night, that was what I was getting at with him with this ideology. I believe it has formed a divide in the people so great that this younger generation, the, the social justice warrior type slash communist, uh, type mindset has infected so many people. And, uh, you know, we have to pray for them that they're, they mentally can navigate to a new thought process rather than, you know, bring everything down and burn everything down and uh, do what I say how I want you to do it or otherwise, you know, you're out. That mentality. Um, interestingly enough, I know we're up against the break. There's a the history channel. Uh, I got a chance to watch about a two-hour segment, which was kind of rare for me to sit down and do this. But they have this all day uh, about the, the Nazis, the history of Germany from when Hitler took power to the fall of uh, Germany. I saw...
1: I saw- in fact, I, man, I recorded some of that. You know,
2: I, I watched some of the earlier parts. I didn't get to see the, the later parts about the, the fall, but the hit, the rise of Hitler. Some of the things he was saying, um, <laughs> you know, one of them is, is how the, the politics have become so corrupt and divided the people so much that they need to get rid of the division for the purposes of unity to create a better country, which sounds all well and good. But he had more sinister purposes in mind, which came to fruition. Thankfully, we stopped. But you can see how even a, a good and right ideology can be so sidetracked and taken over by evil. And I know we could talk about this for another two hours, but we're up against the break. Stan will be up next. Don't go anywhere.
3: Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? In Three Days in the Belly of the Beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation.
5: Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com.
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman Report. Each and every Tuesday in hour number three, we are blessed to be joined by Stan Deo from standeo.com. And it is always a a very interesting and and exciting time when we have uh, Stan with us. And folks, go to standeo.com, bookmark the site, check it every day for uh, what Holly does with the news. And uh, also, when Stan comes on, there's a, on the right-hand side of the microphone, on the website, there's a show images page where you can follow along with the images and research Stan has put together for the hour that he comes on the show, each and every Tuesday and hour three. And there is never a dull moment when when Stan's in the house. Stan, audio only tonight, just as an FYI, uh, we're, we don't have video going. So I'll ah. let you know about that. And Well, sure I can Dan only tonight.
8: just tell them what to look at then, right?
2: You're going to have to. Now, I was just looking it's at your show images word, page. Mental pic- mind, mind
1: pictures, or whatever you call them. Yeah. Right. I
2: see the. I see what's going on in your show images page, and I don't know if it's a uh, my page loaded funny, but I have no no words or numbers under any of the images.
8: Your page must have loaded funny. I'll just reload mine and see. No, okay, everything's there, there. Try there a force it reload. To see what happens.
2: Yep. I no. Now they left. I did reload, and they they were there, and then they're gone. Maybe it's. I'll switch browsers for this. It's something on okay. my end.
1: Yeah, mine's good on Firefox, and also on Edge. It looks good. The all all up, right. So we're good. We're good. How you doing, Stan?
8: Oh, you know, same old, same old. World's coming and in, nothing <laughs> well, it's good to
1: an end. That's new. Well, it's really good to have you. And, uh, you know, thanks thanks for carving out uh, your your Tuesday nights with us. It wouldn't be the same without you. But well, appreciate goodness, that guy. uh guys. Uh, so much going on.
8: Uh, yeah, yeah. Where do you want to start? Can you see the page there?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see it. Um, Joe, you pick because
8: any, money. Well, you know, I guess
2: let's. Uh, <sighs> wow, there's been some interesting. Uh, I see a few earthquake slides here, Stan. And Why we, we do a, that, what, that? Seven point yeah. eight yesterday between Russia and um, Alaska up there and uh, there's some been some interesting activity that's been ongoing
8: yeah 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 um, well you know Kim one of your uh, listeners that uh, keeps me kind of uh, you know informed about earthquake peculiarities around the planet uh, emailed it late this afternoon and said hey you ought to cover this about Yellowstone what's causing all this and I have to admit since last week I hadn't looked at Yellowstone again I thought well things were you know solved and not to worry about it um but um, when you look at the uh, USGS earthquake map, you, you see a different story the, the There is a pattern to this. Um, the uh, uh, seismometers around uh, Yellowstone, for instance, all on the western side, north and southwestern side of the park, you know the Yellowstone park, they are showing something that I haven't seen in a long time, and that's called harmonic tremors. Now, um, you know, I, I, in my opinion, and I'll stress it that way. In my opinion, this is something to be uh, concerned about. Um, I'm looking at the USGS as I talk to you here, and it's, it, the uh, the green picture that I showed you there. Um, you know that uh, uh, lets you uh, see where the mountains are to, uh, around the Yellowstone Park and off over into the edge of Montana. Now, that I'm looking at image forty six if you bring that up on your screen. What is really interesting about this is this this is these are known fault zones that USGS has created say, from data saying the yellow to orange areas are intensifying you know, as you get more yellowy orange to strong seismic potential. Now up in Montana, where the, this flurry of quakes, for oh gosh, swarm for the last two or three weeks, has been occurring, Uh, You see uh, no kind of high-risk tremor evaluation by the USGS. It's just kind of a low-level yellow, and yet we've had hundreds of them in that location in the last three, maybe four weeks, I guess. And if you look down into the very northwest corner of Yellowstone, you see a cluster there, you know, several hundred there, maybe even over a thousand now. Small quakes and tremors in an area there near Madison River and Maple Creek, and that that sort of area there, of the Yellowstone Park. Now, are they connected? If they are, this would indicate to me a an interesting problem in the making because this whole kind of seismologically, uh, you know, fault zone warning type thing, USGS put out on this map, USGS put out on this map. This does show a weak kind of pattern coming from up in the Montana quakes curling around in through northwest corner of Yellowstone and on down toward the uh, Nevada and California type of region of the map. Now, is this starting to break up for some reason? Are these fault zones starting to become more active Uh, because west of that line, you're into the, the zone that is highly prone to earthquakes in the western United States. So I asked myself that, and then I went over to image 47. If you click on that now, that will take you to about uh, 45 minutes ago looking over Yellowstone Park at the active seismometers they've got there. And that's just, you know, today, last 24 hours, it's showing. And if you look there, you'll see um, some of them on the left-hand side and down at the south left-hand side and the top, you know, have a lot of these little red uh indicators that say an earthquake occurred, it was notable. You know, it was above the background, you know, one or two, one-and-a-half-type uh, Richter-type earthquakes. And if you look over to the right of the screen, you will see nothing. There's four or five of them in the top right-hand corner that are blue with line. But you see an interesting thing. And if you enlarge that picture to its screen snap size, you'll see there at Mirror Lake and Pelican Cone and Joseph Code to uh, so to Butte, all those over there, and down into Lake uh, Butte and the Promontory. They're showing these kind of almost eye-twisting warrior patterns of little dots or something, little uh, bleeps on the seismometers occurring, strangely enough, every one minute on, on one of the holes, and on another one, every minute and a half or so. So that's between uh, 58 and 70 uh, little seismic events a, 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 an hour. Now, normally, when I think about new lava coming up an old cold tube, it's like taking a piece of sheet rubber and rubbing it across a, a flat piece of glass. You know how it kind of jerks along is it you know—you put more force on it to move it, but it sticks on the glass, they so you keep moving it, and you get these jerky motions of the rubber sheet moving across the, the glass. Have you ever done that?
1: Actually, yeah, and that's a great, great image and mental image.
8: Okay, well... That, I think, is is hot magma moving up an uh, event. Rather than being attended by earthquakes, it's just uh, making these little uh, deep, uh, low-value seismic events you know, as it scoots up through the lava tube or across. I, you know, it could be going sideways as well. We know there are two large um, magma chambers underneath uh, Yellowstone, and maybe the lower one, the great huge vessel, is pushing stuff up into the, the the one we've always known about under the caldera there, but something is amiss and moving. So if you go back to image 47 to the text part, where it says click here to harmonic tremors in the last seven days, you click there and it has, um, you know, the map uh, or, or all the earthquakes or tremors that have been occurring at these seven major. Spot, And i take you to, uh, let's see, Mirror Lake plateau what, I was just, uh, plateau, what I was just talking about. If you click on that picture, you'll see that since the 2nd of July until, you know, right now, it's been having these harmonic tremors. So underneath or near to Mirror Lake Plateau, some kind of magma must be moving. Uh, if this were the only one of the... Mm, seismometers that were showing this kind of activity, I would think, well, maybe, you know, maybe we're getting excited about nothing. But look at another one, completely different than that. Look at Pelican Cone. And Pelican Cone, uh, if you look there, clicking on that, uh, which would be image uh, 7, if you click on that, you see it has harmonic tremors as well. Now, uh, why? The, the, um, the two sites, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bear Lake Plateau and Pelican Cone, are on the northwest corner of the Yellowstone Park. So maybe whatever was generating it is over there, you know, moving under those two uh, seismometers. I don't see too much harmonic motion going west, but I do see, you know, er- earthquakes. And if you click on, say, Madison, well, to click on Maple Creek, image number two. You will see there that it has been having spotty, regular small earthquakes all along for the last, um, well, two weeks, you can see on the calendar there, from the 2nd of July until today. So why is this? Um, what is causing this activity at Maple Creek and at Madison River? If you're at Madison River, it's uh, slide one. and It's got a lot of smaller value earthquakes, a lot. And somewhat regularly spaced, but, you know, they're not exact like the others with the harmonic tremors. These are things like cracks forming in existing tubes to the surface or across, you know, left or right, I don't know how they're doing it, but there are cracks occurring in the crust and making these small little tremors. They're not like harmonics on that side. They're actually making new ground or new caverns appear. Moose Creek shows the same thing, and uh, so I I say, well, okay, guys, Keep your eyes open because with all the earthquakes opening up in uh, Montana, uh, which is along the, the threat line that the USGS has had for some time, and shows us in uh, slide 46, because of that and uh, the harmonic tremors in Yellowstone, I'm wondering if that whole area from the Montana swarm all the way down to uh, the, the southwest end of the uh, Yellowstone Park is not, you know, rearranging itself and and. Uh, Moving magma underneath, causing the harmonic tremors and the earthquake, uh, the small size seismic, seismic event on, on a regular basis. This it, it uh, it's a time I think to be a little concerned. We're seeing earthquakes of larger values around the planet, and this may all have been due to uh, uh, movements of magma and earthquakes. Uh, you know, prone zones underneath Yellowstone and Montana it may have all been prone and primed, ready to to you know become an earthquake or a tremor. But it didn't happen until, say, a CME wave hit the planet, hit our magnetic field and shocked you know that area and possibly caused some kind of magnetostrictive force that caused it to go ahead and convert now instead of later. We do have, um, you know, a solar eclipse uh, to consider, which will change some of the gravitational parameters on the earthquakes across the United States. So it is time to look at these things very closely. and. Uh, perhaps to make your earthquake preparations now you know like prepare um, preparing is not always for the loss of government or alien invasion that kind of stuff it sometimes prepares for very practical reasons for earthquake and uh, volcano so sure. that's the first mm-hmm. two slides of tonight and that's you know if you got any questions about that before we go on
2: not really uh, you know we mm. there's been some question as to what's going on at Yellowstone I think you you, you address that um, both last week and this week uh, very well and we're just going to have to continue to listen to what you say and monitor it. Uh, I'm interested to go into the, to the USGS and monitor where you're talking about the 60 and, and 90 second um, burst of uh, yeah. readings or whatever whatever events I'm taking place I'm with you on
8: that yeah uh, yeah well they, um, you'll need to go to uh, is this thing on dot org and not USGS, but is this thing on .org, which gives you the the uh, thumbnails live on there? All right. All right. Is this thing on .org at uh, Yellowstone? Uh, you know, put a stroke in Yellowstone! I don't know we that often, I've got that on any direct links here.
1: We often now, utter those words. Is this thing on? <laughs> and, and,
8: yes, uh, yes. I've done that a number of times. I'm sure you have, as you say. Indeed. Okay. Speaking of volcanoes, by the way. Uh, slide 41, I have a picture of uh, Oldueno-Lingay, uh, the uh, volcano at the north end of what I'm positive is the Garden of Eden in Tanzania. And seismologists and geologists are all warning that it's about to erupt. Now, when you say, oh, wow, you know, it's going to erupt over the Garden of Eden and stuff like that, it's it's up on the north end of the, the complex there, where the Garden is and not right on the rim. It's also what's called a natron volcano, which the only kind left, only one of its kind left on the whole planet now. And the natron volcano erupts at a temperature about half what the normal volcanoes do, like you know around fifteen, sixteen hundred degrees to thirty-two hundred degrees. So it's a low temperature uh, eruption, and it usually bubbles up like silvery mud. And after the eruption is finished, these these silvery domes cool, and then break, you know, they're fragile, they break, and you have little uh, pits and craters on the top of this mountain, um, and then as the rains come and fill it up, it uh, washes down the, the, the magma that's come from at the Natron magma, and it forms Lake Natron down at the bottom of it to the north of this mountain. Now, this mountain is called the Mountain of God in English. The Masai and older tribes around the area all believe that this was God's ma- mountain where he uh, stayed. Uh, when he was creating Man in the, the Garden of Eden below in the N'Goro N'Goro crater. Now, I've called or actually emailed one of my friends over there. that has a, a uh, well, like a safari uh, company to take people around N'Goro and the Garden of Eden. And, you know, the guy, and he's uh, trying to get some photos for us, you know, current photos. I'm sure the news people will get them, but um, a- as a tour guide around there, he knows the. Drum and talks to the locals about uh, what they're thinking. This means, and uh, for us, of course, uh, with the situation of the wor- world like it is, and being the mountain of God right next to the Garden Eden, and that's starting to erupt now. Uh, and, and it does that, you know, every few years. But it's interesting; that we're getting a good eruption coming out of this at the time the world is just about to explode itself. Okay, you can click on the text under that picture or image forty-one, and it'll take you to the New Scientist. Uh, article about that and uh, you know tells you that it's going to be such an eruption that it will flow downhill and cover up some of the ancient footprints they found from you know 19,000 years ago by their, their reckoning um, in the uh, the fossilized mud beds between there and Lake Natron anyway you can read the article yourself speaking of volcanoes and things like that
2: okay where to um, next then
8: well um A little bit of fun down at slide thirty-five. You see a lioness with a little cub feeding off of her. And if you click on that picture, I've made it a bit bigger. And this little guy is a leopard, and that's not his mother. First time they have a record of this where a lioness would actually let a foreign, you know, not a not a lion cub, but a leopard cub come and feed off of her. She's treating like uh, you know a baby. And if you click underneath slide thirty-five with the text. It takes you to the story about it. And that is worth going to because it has um, a number of pictures that the photographer took, probably about uh, eight of them, uh, during this feeding process here. And this occurred over uh, at the Ngoro Crater, the Garden of Eden-type place. I thought it was an interesting thing for for people to, just as a light note, to see what's happening there. Hey, did you see where that... uh, that the giraffe didn't make it to the baby giraffe that everybody was watching him be born, and he, he died?
2: No. No. You think you would oh, see he- something I about heard. that. Okay. I thought that I thought that was over a long time ago. What,
8: the, did he not. died?
2: No, I thought the whole draft thing... I mean, I know that it was the, the labor was the focus of all the media attention.
8: Well, go and to the bottom of... Um, our website uh, standeo dot com at the very bottom, and you'll see a picture of a giraffe, and it's the little guy, uh, the baby giraffe that everyone been watching, but um, he couldn't digest his food. He had some kind of a genetic anomaly. And they patched through things in his neck and everything, trying to save him, but he uh, he, he didn't make it. Uh, his name was Julius. Uh, nice looking little critter, but uh, anyway, they tried their best to to save him, but he died. Oh man, they. They put him down in the end because they knew it, that he couldn't recover. See that article?
2: Yeah, that's a sad ending to a uh, yeah, you know, more so type story. That's unfortunate. Wow.
8: Yeah, I know it's sad, isn't it? That's just that is sad. Those things happen, but still. Yeah, uh, Hollywood just remind me. There's there's a, a story on the site that is. Or, well, it's in video form, but where a dog res- rescues a, uh, a deer
2: it was right that was out in the Fox water. I saw that on Friends this morning. Yes. That, the dog yeah, it and it, dragged Friends. the deer That's right. to the shore. Yeah, and then he he was he got the deer on the shore. This dog swam out, grabbed a deer, baby deer that was yep. swimming in the lake, drowning in the lake, dragged the deer back to the shore, got him out of the water, and continued to try to... Uh, Coddle him, I guess, and get him back up on his feet. and it was, a good, yeah. it was an interesting story.
8: Yeah, he pulled him apparently toward the shore and got got him there, and his eye had been hurt, the little deer. And then he panicked and went back out, and they had to send another team, you know, out on boats to get him. But, but nobody asked that dog to go do that. He just did it on his own bat, saying that creature needs help. Huh? oh yeah, Holly was remind me yeah when he when he was laying on the shore, he, he pulled him up on the shore before he bolted. And he was poking him with his nose, you know, poking his arm, his shoulder, and his back, and saying, "Hey, hey, wake up, wake up!" And he got him to breathe again. And he, the baby stood up and then ran back out <laughs> in the river. But um, anyway, they did save him. So, and he's with a, a vet taking care of him now. But
1: that I, was cool. I love, I love good dog, good dog stories. I really do. And, and stand, you know, you know how much we think of dogs here as you do, and uh, it, it, stories like that to me. Um, just prove. I, I just believe that, that that dogs are really God's gift to to, to men, mankind. I, I yeah. just, I, I, I do truly, too. I do too. You know, and, and wow, the, that the cross species uh, aspect of that as well. And it's interesting. I just have to say this because we're getting close to the break here. Uh, of course, our studio dog lady, uh, Jackie, brings in her small little. Pup uh, Theo, and it's amazing to watch how. Uh, well, just for example, uh, yesterday, uh, Theo, the small, smaller dog, younger than Lady, was chewing on a on a bone and and started coughing, not choking, but almost choking, coughing. And Lady had jumped. She was lying on the couch, and she had jumped off the couch onto the, the floor where, where Theo was when he began to cough or or. Appear to choke or to appear to be in distress, and she watched right. over him. You know, and and I thought,
0: well,
1: uh, wow, you know, just that level of concern and and, and that knowledge that that um, and that, that dynamic was just—it was just to me was was fascinating. But I digress. I right. like a good good dog story.
8: Uh, we do too, and yeah, it it is good, and uh, it it really. Makes you wish that humans were more like
1: that dog, you know, as far as Amen.
8: looking out for each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's true, and and it's, uh the compassion showed by by animals, uh, especially you know dogs and domesticated animals. The, the compassion showed um, is is just yeah. heartwarming, and indeed it is. Wow. But that, that 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 deer that deer story is something else. That, that that yeah, that was on Fox as well. That's wow.
8: Yeah, yeah. All yeah, we got right now, about two minutes
1: before the end of the... Two,
8: we got about two, two minutes, minutes to left. break. Let me just yeah. see here. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the space weather. Uh, uh, Todd was telling me that he read something about Australia having some kind of a power blackout related to the coronal mass ejection from the sun. Did you hear anything about that?
2: I no, did I, I didn't. No. Todd, if you want to come on air, feel yeah, free. You there, Todd? The mic up there, brother. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he'll come on air. Stan, I don't think he's. Oh uh, well, that I just
8: wondered where he found it. I couldn't find the article, but I know we had a coronal hole, you know, facing us uh, at the end of June, um, and of course it was putting out a lot of extra solar wind, and there were warnings about you know uh, magnetic storms, uh, you know, smaller level magnetic storms but uh, still i didn't see that article and i was concerned to see what happened I, I think he if i recall what you said Todd, it was something like in a video you saw or something uh, and i uh, again i couldn't find that but i was looking to see if anyone else knew about that anyway i'm sure we'll find out there were one and two uh, storms
1: australia on. australia yeah. is what you're uh, okay yeah and, and folks if you have uh if you find any of that just stick it in uh I don't know if anyone's moderating the chat or, you know, viewing the chat, but you can stick the link in the chat. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll look. ask Todd if he has it. He can send yeah. it to me Skype. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, well folks, we're listening. Or you're, you're listening to the Hagman Report, our guest, Standeo, Standeo.com. And if you don't have it, now's a good time to buy Dare to Prepare if you don't have it already. It is the, well, it, it it's the go-to um, edition for all things preparation that's Dare to prepare prudent places usa of course and many other and of course don't forget cosmic conspiracy uh standale all stands books is lectures all available at standale.com um uh, plus all of the free information that's available at Dare to prepare at the website as well and uh uh, I would urge everyone, if you don't have Dare to Prepare, I would urge everyone to have it. Well, I'm speaking of that, before we hit the bottom of the hour break, uh, so we don't have to do this on the other side, folks, WND Superstore. That's WND Superstore, World Net Daily Superstore. Anything there, you can go, you can go there, uh, use promo code HAGMAN, and, of course, uh, fulfill your order of any books or any products there. We get credit for that as well. So WND Superstore uh, promo code Hagman. I want to thank uh, Michael there, and all the fine folks at WND Superstore for that. But don't forget, folks, at standeo.com. make sure you make sure you grab a hold of Dare to Prepare. Stand your lecture series on the gar your lecture series Eden, still available? Still
8: sure is yes. It's um, Standeo okay. lectures. Uh- Number one. Um, number two is uh, I haven't
1: sub edited it, but it's still available from the okay. uh, yeah. That's fascinating. Th- that folks is a real fascinating uh, DVD lecture. So uh, go to standale dot com, and there you have it. So uh, and thank you for making it available to, to all of us because to me that was one of the most interesting how, how the dots connected on all that and how the. Well, how you came to the conclusions you did. Fantastic DVD. Folks, you're listening to Hag Report on this Tuesday, the 18th day of July 2017. Summer's fast coming to a close. Days are getting shorter, sadly. Gonna be right back. Stay right where you're at, right after this network break.
7: We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Army kit. It contains 12 Homeopathic Army, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues, and so can you. Check out our American Heritage Drummies Kit at www.changethosalwoods.com. Your life may depend on it.
2: Back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman Report. Each and every Tuesday night, Standeo is our guest. He's been with us for the, the first segment, and we got one more to go.
1: Yeah, he's he's a crowd pleaser to be sure. Before we get back to Stan, you know the most overlooked preparations uh, among within the proper community of water and energy, with the real threat of a cyber attack and the EMP weapon, you you're going to want to consider the Soul Arc. It's the only EMP hardened battery. Based solar system available to the public today the folks at portable solar have designed this product with emp hardening and expandability in mind folks this is a veteran and christian owned company they stand by their product you can watch the emp testing videos on their youtube channel just go to their website soul arc that's s-o-l-a-r-k dot u-s and there, there's no protective bags uh, your Faraday cage is needed. Use the system every day to reduce your electric bills. That's a that's a plus. While your solar panels and appliances stay protected. Folks, go to us, That's S-O-L-A-R-K dot U-S. Or give them a call at 972-575-8875. Or just simply go to US. Stan.
2: All right, we're going to get right back with Stan. i I got something to ask him that's not on the show images page, but... I see an article about it on the uh, on Standeo.com. I just kind of want to get your opinion, Stan. We haven't talked about it much on this show. the 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 case of the police shooting in Minnesota of the Australian woman. Any thoughts on what happened there?
8: I haven't seen a you know an adequate explanation of it myself. I I tried to figure out why that officer would uh, shoot through the door and shoot her unless it was an accident, accident discharge, he had it out or something because she was coming up to the car. I don't know. He, he shot her twice, counted. I believe. Say again.
2: Across his part, he shot her twice across his partner in the car, and, and yeah, oh, wow. there has not been any explanation given from from the police. We've heard nothing, and there's a lot well, of people are wondering why that is.
8: Well, he was Somali, I guess he had the violence inbred there, but um, yeah, I mean the, the the current wisdom is that when he did shoot uh, shoot her, that. Uh, that he was acting out some of his aggression he'd had before. I think he's been on report a number of times, which might have just irritated him. And But Lord knows why he picked that woman and do it that way. That just... Uh, I'm astounded.
0: Yeah,
2: and then, you know, the, there's some anomalies or... Uh, the, no, the body cameras were not activated even after the shots were fired, which is standard protocol. The dash cam uh, was dark also through, throughout the incident. And... And then you have, it comes out, yeah, the guy's name is Muhammad. He's a two-year Somali-American officer, and that has raised a lot of questions, I believe. And the silence from the police uh, is kind of, I know they're still trying to figure out what's going on, but you'd think they'd be more forthcoming with with information.
8: They're going to have to be. they will probably get the ducks in a a line, but I'll tell you what, um, no, there's something wrong with that whole picture.
1: Speaking of picture stand, your your photo of the day, wow! Uh, for the simply put, for those people who have not seen it and wow. just joining us maybe for this right. segment, uh, Australia on the shore, uh, lightning hitting the water. Um, I'm just curious, uh, how far out, how far away from that point of striking um, would. Tickle your toes, so to speak.
8: Um, well, <clears throat> hitting the the ocean like that, um, you're probably pretty safe. You know, probably a couple hundred yards, something like that. Uh, it'll go straight down into that salty water, straight to the earth, you know, ground, and uh, won't be looking for someplace else to go. Now, remember, this is time exposure. So there was, as the cloud producing uh, lightning moved a bit, she had one, two, three major strike points. I have. Uh, been standing on a hilltop on like red sandy soil with uh, pine trees around me with some other guys and lightning struck a tree uh, just probably 20 feet away and in slow motion I saw it all in slow motion as the tree split the lightning went down and hit the surface of the ground and bounced across the ground toward us but stopped before it got to us I had the same thing happen um, when I was um, uh, younger uh, in the street it hit out in front of the house and I watched it bounce up toward the porch where I was standing, over the ground but not breaching. So that's because it wasn't as good a conductor the ground wasn't as salty seawater in a lot of it. So I think it would be fairly safe. Um, Otherwise, we'd hear a lot of storms uh, where ships got struck by lightning or something, but you don't see a lot of that, so I I think it would be pretty safe. Mind you, she took this picture out of her apartment window uh, along the, I think it's along the Gold Coast there, Service Paradise. and. I wouldn't want to have been up on top of you those buildings taking the pictures. <laughs> so doing it from her room and through the window was pretty cool. I think I was safe enough. But, uh, yeah, it, it, the, the thunder apparently was deafening. So beautiful picture. Though know, we,
2: I uh, think. we didn't have the, the, I don't know, we didn't use this kind of technology. When we used to work in New York City, we would stay in New Jersey in a in a hotel that had about seven or eight stories and,
6: just a, had a, a, a
2: beautiful view of the skyline of New York City and we used to watch thunderstorms roll in and some of our first YouTube videos have the images of those lightning strikes where they would hit the top of the Empire State Building or um, you know yeah. the surrounding areas and that was always fascinating to, to be able to, to catch those even on video and go back and take the stills out of it Yeah. but I wonder, um, you said that this was time lapse? Yeah that, okay, because that's a pretty brilliant photo
8: Oh, it is. Yeah, you can see uh, see the city lights down the street there, and uh, you know the orange lights and stuff like that. They're kind of burned in. That tells you that the exposure was over, you know, several uh, milliseconds or seconds. What I don't know how long she timed it for,
0: but oh, okay, that tells yeah.
8: you those are burned in.
2: I see oh. that the car lights, the headlights, are just more mm-hmm. street, mm-hmm. So you're saying that those are burned? Okay.
1: since you had mentioned the oil um uh last time we uh, no let's talk about this uh, significant indeed i think in terms of the context of the timeline of which we're in i suppose
8: slide four, read the importance of strategic oil in Israel. And if you get onto that sub-page, I've got maps. I show you where the oil, I think, came from to flow right here. I traced it, you know, in the geological strata, painstakingly. And uh, you'll see that there's an overview of the area with names, and there's going to be two little red circles, which I found in all of Israel when I was looking for outgrowth of basinite, which is what's called flinty stone in the Hebrew about where they will drill for the oil, and that is exactly in the toe of Asher, outlined in yellow. Now, the fact that these guys are not at uh, at uh, the toe of Asher, but are further up the, uh, uh, you know, to the east of there, is not a great drama. They may be getting oil there, and it may encourage a lot of other people to uh, drill up where I suggested also notified the Israeli government. I sent them the details of this at the same time and to one of the universities that's been doing uh geological surveys in the area. So they will if it's there, uh and this is you know what I think is where it's gonna be, I have definitely pinpointed it within a few hundred yards where they need to drill and that's pretty specific.
1: The the um the Hebrew that you have highlighted, okay. wow, this is fascinating. Are, are they? Can you, can you, are you allowed to tell us? Are they listening to you? I mean,
8: I don't know. I didn't. Add, I didn't get any feedback except from one of the people there at uh, Zion. Thank you for the stuff, and you know, we'll consider it. That's fine. But other than that, uh, the Israeli government uh, has not responded, and I wouldn't expect them to if the oil is there or if they're going to go search it out and see if it is there. Um, True. I mean, they they read the the same as the rest of us. You know. Uh, to study this, that uh, it's in a flinty stone in the toe of Asher. And so you go back and look for the oldest records trying to figure out what the toe on the foot of Asher, where it would be. And it's not going to be toward the Mediterranean. It's going to be in toward the Megiddo. Um, and then you look for flinty outcrops, flinty rock you know, basin outcrops in Israel, the geological maps. And surprise, surprise, there's two of them, and they're right there next to the petroleum drums in the toe of Asher. They need to drill underneath that area where they are already with the drums. They're right. storing the Mediterranean gas and oil, uh, you know, into these uh, petroleum oil field there at uh, Elroy petroleum storage facility, and that's just uh, you know quarter mile, half mile away from where I uh, say they need to uh, dig or to drill. Anyway, um, wow. that's you know I've shared, I've done what I can, and uh, you know if they don't salute, that's fine, and maybe it's a wild goose chase. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. So.
0: Well,
1: you know what folks uh, for those listening on Global Star and BTR go to uh, standao.com show images page slide 4 which is toward the bottom and the sub page the strategic importance of oil in Israel which was posted November of 2015 originally but quite the uh, display um including an uh, overview of the area with names and um Wow, okay. Very interesting.
8: Um, okay, now over to China, slide 40 on the show images page.
2: Yep. Um, yeah, I was just reading that article.
8: That's spooky. <laughs> wow. They they have uh, developed, uh, cloned, and modified the DNA of a dog so that it has twice the normal muscle mass that it would have if they'd left him alone.
2: It and it deleted a gene called mystatin, myo. S T A I T N T I N. That says by deleting that one gene that gave the double the muscle mass of a normal dog.
8: But if you look at what they deleting that gene did, you have a dog whose head and neck are the same normal size, but he's muscled out like he's been taking steroids. Okay. But what they're doing is, you know going in and finding out what taking this gene out will do and what putting another one in will do, etc. with gene splicing acids or whatever. Now what happens, the fear that they show in the article is, okay, if it works for dogs, they increase the in muscle mass, why don't we tweak the gene structure for humans so that we have really muscular and, let's say, really tall and powerful giant-type humans? And you think, wait a minute, didn't this happen before the Great Flood? Wasn't this what was happening in Atlantis there, you know, that the, the, the fallen ones were genetically engineering half-human, half-animal, you know, kind of, Uh, You know, uh, creatures and, uh, you know, chimeras of some sort. So we're there now, as it was in the days of Noah, when we're messing around with things that we have no no reason and no need to do in this respect because we don't have the formula for how the whole planet works. When God created this planet, He created the living forms and the, the natural geological structures and processes to all work together. And the gene structure of every living thing is. Fit into a master model, and when you come in and start messing with that model without knowing how the model works, what the objective of it is, you're playing with dynamite. You're going to ruin the stuff, and that's why God would understandably get irritated with anybody doing that. So, anyway, that's that's what I think. That that article really kind of got to me. I'm thinking, boy, if they're letting that out publicly, what are they doing privately? You know, now.
2: That's yeah. a good good point. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that they already have created some some type of genetically mutated super type soldier, uh, human, humanoid. Yeah, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. You know, uh, I, I was with um,
1: well, Russ Isdor and I were speaking on on, on uh, this past weekend, and and um, one of and I'm I, I suppose I suppose everyone would know this. Uh, doesn't come as a, shouldn't come as a big rev- revelation, but we were talking about computer power, and one of his uh, contacts had said, you know, um, the computers we're using today, uh, and the phones, and, and the electronics we're using today are so far behind what the government has, of course, and, and I mean, obviously, it's, it, it, it's, uh, no big revelation, but when you really sit down and think about the implications and, and then apply it to like, like like this, you just have to wonder what's out there.
8: These computers what's that are in the back the- room now have pr- uh, processor speeds and architecture such that they can process 160,000 bits of data on every living human being, every second. and Let that soak in. You talk about monitoring? Wow what? <laughs> Now couple that with the fact that probably ten years ago there were news articles at that time about uh, scientists succeeding in grafting a living brain cell onto a silicon substrate. so they had a biological cell hybridized oh. into a, a digital electronic circuit. now the the uh, thoughts at the time were oh good, we can make data chips. You know, with the Encyclopedia Britannica or the Internet and in whatever, and we can implant those into the human brain because we'll interface them with little, you know, uh, uh, nerve cells, brain cells that match the DNA profile of the the host. And therefore, you could blink your eyes or whatever you do to to trigger the data pool, and in your vision or in your audio cortex, you would be hearing or seeing huge amounts of data from the Internet being piped into your brain, or from uh, data stores or infrared sensors and lenses in your eyes, uh, this kind of stuff, you know, ten years ago they were doing it. So to have a beast, it, like in the Revelation that uh, is an image of the, the first beast, the Antichrist, to to uh, talk and speak is not really, and to have great wisdom is not really a stretch of the mind when you realize how much computing power the governments have at their, at their disposal. This is just enormous. It was one of the first things I talked about before I even wrote the cosmic conspiracy years ago. With folks. I've seen what they can do with 3D imaging over at NASA and I showed them, you know, from a movie in Hollywood and these were tested at that time with the computing power we had then which was um, <laughs> was kind of like a, a pocket calculator in the old days, it was not a lot of, you know, a, 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 a Z40 chip or something like that where you, uh, a Z40 chip where you have, you know, maybe two or three or maybe you, if you stretch it, 8000 commands you can use the memory storage and that today, would not even take up a micro dot of the paint on your telephone. You know, I mean, it is so much more powerful today. So going back that far in in 1978, I was telling people, look out, this is coming. You know, the 3D imaging, the computer digitized uh, human being that will speak and you'll think it's the real deal. And we're there now. We're there now. It's just not been released to the public.
1: And, And when it is released to the public...
8: Um, Who is in charge yeah. of it? You know the, the second beast or yeah. what? I mean, it's going to yeah, exactly. fool most people. Um, you know, you heard a couple of days ago that a couple of the uh, the uh, uh, Christian guards uh, up on the Temple Mount, the truth the think they were shot dead by the um, uh, ISIS. Yep. yep. Okay. When I, are when I, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you think all right? The Israelis are well within their right to say, look, guys. Is a very popular site, the Al Aqsa Mosque and the 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 Dome of the Rock. These are, are tourist attractions. We need to put uh, protocols in place, security, so that we scan people coming in for bombs and guns coming into the Temple Mount and into your uh, you know uh, to your mosque. Well, the the uh, mullahs, you know, the 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 Muslim people there that handle the the mosque and the dome said, no, oh, no, 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 that's not going to happen. We're not going to. A bit to metal scans coming here onto the Temple Mount. Um, and so they boycotted it. Uh, a few people did go into the, the mosque and, and uh, went through the security protocols. But, you know, they even went out in the street and threw rocks and riot at, uh, at the Temple Mount against the Israeli uh, police up there trying to protect them from terrorists. Now, the Israeli police are there to protect even the Muslims there, right? Right. And also, of course, the tourists. But they are saying, you can't do that. Well, uh, King Salman, you know, Prince Salman's dad over in Saudi Arabia, called over to our State Department and said, look, will you guys go over there you know, or call up your buddies there in, uh, in uh, Palestine and say, look, tell everybody over on the other side to stop causing a ruckus. We use metal detectors in the mosque over here in Saudi Arabia for the same reason. It's not a big deal. Well, the local guy in uh, Jerusalem there, you know, the local Muslim uh, leader was saying, no, I, that's not good enough for me. I, we, we want to continue this fight. Since the, the terrorism card has been played by the Israelis and by whoever shot those two policemen, that now the Israelis do have control of the Temple Mount. It, for the first time legally, they have control of it under you know the acts uh, uh, of their legislation, which allow them to do that in time of invasion or. Agreement on what to do with uh, Iran. And in the United States uh, and in Israel and some 34 Arab nations, they've all gotten together and they're forming a coalition, loosely so, to fight ISIS and Iran. Now, ISIS is technically, technically kind of wounded to the death now, uh, now but Iran is the big threatening area, not only to us, but to Saudi Arabia. They're
2: What's interesting to me is that Israel having control over the Temple Mount, I, I, legally speaking, uh, right well, now. It's, but when you uh, Stan, when you say control over the,
1: you're, um, well, I, I guess there's no other way to put it. I, I was trying to trying to work this out in my in, in my head with the, with the detectors
2: being installed. What this past weekend? It's not the type of control that's going to take over and, and bulldoze it. To build something else. Well, no, no, it's a beginning, no, 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 yeah. doorway. But
1: it's it, it's more of a, a p- police control as opposed to a political control. I guess is what I'm working out in my, in my head. Um, right is what you're saying. A security. I mean, when you say they've got control over the Temple Mount, you're talking about from a security con- or in a security context, as opposed to a political. Okay, this is our area, I, but I suppose the two aren't
2: that. Far
1: it's apart.
0: a foot in the
2: door. Yeah.
8: Yeah, um, yeah. It. I would want to do that. I would want to have a a, a, a no go zone. You know, in my country you know, here, where right. we couldn't go there because it was a Muslim protectorate or something. No, they they're part of America and they should follow the same rules and regulations that cover govern uh, the rest of the country. Right. Um, okay, one of your listeners just emailed me quickly. Um, you need to look up, it occurred July the 18th as today, what just happened over Australia, and if you look that up, uh, there is a, uh, a YouTube channel. I, I won't read the thing out because it's too long, the address, but look for what just happened over Australia about that coronal mass ejection and the power uh, and the problem that they had. I haven't had time obviously to view it because it just came in. but. Uh, thank you, uh, Bob, for sending that in. One of your, one of your listeners, very gracious.
1: Cool. Visit. See, we've got the best listening audience in the in the, in the world. So.
8: And and cool. Todd, Todd sent me a link to the YouTube article uh, or video as well. So thank you, Todd.
1: <laughs> oh, good. We, we yeah, love you. Everybody Todd. came
8: to the party. And Speaking of the party, we're about over, aren't we?
1: Yes, we are. But, thank but, you then, so much. It, yeah, yeah. We we love we love you and. Uh, you do a lot of great work, obviously, Stan and, and Holly. Thank you so very much. And uh, visit standale dot com. The hot headlines, of course, and the show images page. And boy, we didn't get to to half the things that we could have gotten to. Um, my goodness! But but, uh, Stan, thank you so very much for your time, and and, and Holly as well.
8: Thank you guys for the uh, the platform, as it were, yes, sir. Till next week.
1: All right, sir. God bless you. Sam.
8: All right, bye
1: bye, folks. That'll do it for us. Uh, I want to thank Todd. I want to thank Global Star, BTR, and thank each and every one of you. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for your belief and trusting us. Tomorrow, another great show. Hopefully, Eric will be back in the saddle, full video, and. Uh, Hey, don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our, our social networking feed.
0: God bless.